And we are finally live. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Thanks for guys sticking around, guys. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast, episode number 37. And it's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. We've got a very special guest, the murderous row of gaming, Capcom, Insomniac, and Destiny 2 PC launch to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord whose content I've been a huge fan of for some time. This Lord is one of the most positive beacons in our gaming community, and his passion is evident in everything he does. From his informative game reviews, epic top 10 lists, some of the most heartfelt gaming rants in the industry, and of course, that amazing Sega game library. <laughs> Introducing one of the top YouTubers in the game. The Lord of Retro Game Collection, amazing writing, and who always tells us to keep dreaming. Bye, Lord Dreamcast guy. How are you doing, sir? Man, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been super cool. Y'all have actually been hitting me up for a while, and I'm so bad about it. I get busy, and then I forget, but y'all just kept selling me to come on the show, and I've been a fan of the show, so I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So glad to have you. We're huge, huge fans of you, man, and, and your energy, and like I said, we consider you a lord at what you do, so uh, it's only <laughs> right that the lords play, pay that pop proper respect. You know, and uh, have you have you on the show, man? But thanks again for coming through, man. You huge fan, huge fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to dig it. We had a bunch of great topics today, so man, I'm I'm hyped to be here. No doubt, no doubt, and of course we have the usual suspects at the round table. Unfortunately, my co-host with the co-most, he is very sick right now. He's throwing up, and actually, he's the one responsible for reaching out to Lord Dreamcast. So shout out the Lord Addict, get well, fellow Lord. We miss you. Lord is asleep. <laughs> it's not sleep this time because I spoke to him. I spoke to him. The man lives. He, but, functions. Uh, he functions, but he has to get rest. So he is sleeping. Lord <laughs> of the sleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Shout out to Lord Attic, man. Without you, this would not be possible. So shout out to that. And shout out to Lord Anchorman for coming to us in our 11th hour. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. That's right. And saving the Lord's <laughs> defeat. He said the Lord is sickness. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience. Online Switch profile this week. Oh, yes. <laughs> lord Sovereign, how you doing, sir? Doing fantastic, man. Excited, man. Friday was a, was a good day for gaming. Another mm -hmm. little over a week. Got the X coming in. So, yeah, man, just good times. Good times all around. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I see. I see you've been playing. I saw that profile. I was very, very oh, happy yeah. on my heart. Uh, One hundred and fifty moons in. <laughs> Ooh, oh, wow. We're we gonna talk about that definitely. <laughs> and of course, the excess gamer, Ooh. the Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions and demands nothing less than the premium experience. Ooh, beloved. Lord King, how are we doing, sir? We're doing fantastic. Hey, guys, I know I don't need to tell you our guys across the pond was popping last night in combat sports. Also, we have the UFC bang them up, bang them out. Let's get down to boxing real quick. 
and uh, you know, because that's the senior guy in the room, then we get over to you, UFC. Uh, boxing, we had <laughs> Anthony Joshua in the main event versus Takam. Takam was a late sub in for a uh, boxer that he was fighting, which was his mandatory. It was an overmatch fight. Again, Anthony Joshua, I would like for you to step up and fight somebody noteworthy. Please stop <laughs> fighting these tomato cans. Then you had Dylan White <laughs> fighting another tomato can. Eddie Hearn, you're tearing up boxing. You're, 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 you're are the smuck that is the guck that is messing <laughs> oh it all God. up. Um, and over the UFC, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm high on Bronson. All right, I'm just going to give you the, you know, the headline card. I'm high on Bronson, and I was high on Bronson going in versus Machida. Um, I thought that he gave Anderson Silva too much respect in his last fight. And, and to me, he won, but he, he didn't get the decision because, listen, he wasn't the name. Gotcha. But in this fight, he went head up with Machida. No, there was Machida. no doubt in this fight. Yeah. Mm. We, we saw that. Oh, um, <laughs> Machida tried to do an inside combo like he does because he counters. And... Man, that hit was spectacular. I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> it was a beautiful knockout. It was it was a it was a, a done. It was done. Uh, you can actually watch the whole fight in under two minutes. Um, I retweeted that out. It was fantastic. So yes, I had a great nice. time in combat sports last night. Next week's yes. card. Next week's card is going to be fantastic. Yes, the same thing with boxing, guys. Wow. Tune in. We have you know. Listen, UFC. And boxing is going head up every other night. And this has been one of the best years that we've ever had in combat sports. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I love the ride. Listen, um, I would like to give a shout out to Plantronics to for hooking yes. up every last member of um the Tick Network, I believe, the whole network. But I know yes. all the Iron Lords uh got the headsets, they're beautiful. They work fantastic, as you can hear. Shout out to Plantronics. I Shout out to Plantronic Legs. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I sound fantastic. Uh, Dolby Atmos is beautiful. Uh, oh, uh, look at you bougie with Dolby Atmos. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 but none of this would be possible without Lord Cognito's uh, diligent work and effort in pushing forward and getting sponsors and doing this. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. These headsets are fantastic. And every time I put them on, I'm going to thank you, bro. <laughs> Much appreciated, Lord King. That's why you are our resident Lord and the Lord of Combat Sports. <laughs> Glad everyone's enjoyed it. And of course, we have family back at the round table. Yes. One of the original Iron Lords who helped build the ILP from the very beginning and our resident resident PC slash Mr. Bullets Rain himself. My man, Lord Swat. How are we doing, sir? Doing well. Good to be back. Happy to be here. Looking nice. forward to uh, get some talks, and we got we got some great topics. I, I can't wait. Jumping at the bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, don't forget, he's the what you call it. He's the t-shirt designer. Thank you. <laughs> he's our uh, resident model. <laughs> yes, he's the, he's the, he's the <laughs> resident. That handsome gentleman uh, yes. on the Iron Lord Podcast Twitter, <laughs> yes. uh, stunting those beautiful Iron Lord Podcast shirts. Please reach he out to us. <laughs> he's the designer and the model. Yes, he is. <laughs> And of course, it's Lord Cognito here spreading that gaming realness on the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So before we get into what the Lords are playing, I want to start with Lord Dreamcast's video game system history, including his amazing passion for Sega games, of course, mm -hmm. his channel, and that keep dreaming movement. So Lord Dreamcast, let's start from the beginning. Like, we know you we know you as Lord Dreamcast, but was that the first system that you had? Like, what was your first video game system? My... 
my first memory ever is actually playing the Atari 2600. Like literally, if I go Ooh. back into my mind, the first thing I could ever mm-hmm. think of is being four years old and I'm sitting on the floor and my dad gave me Big Birds, Big Egg Hunts. So I was literally playing this <laughs> super awful. I mean, you literally catch eggs and nothing else. And uh, uh-huh. you know, what's funny is I didn't really discover Dreamcast or I didn't really discover any Sega consoles at all until I was probably... 13 or 14, I lived in like a totally, totally Nintendo neighborhood. But as soon as I mm-hmm. discovered Sega, it was like this, this totally new chapter. The first time I ever saw a Dreamcast, it was playing Sonic Adventure. Mm. And it was just like, it was like seeing the mm. future because I played so much PlayStation and I played so much like Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. But that was the first time I saw like super, super like what games that were trying to have realism instead of just cool graphics. And uh, it, it instantly won mm. me over. Nice. Now, let me back you up a little bit because you did say like the Atari, right? So I want to yeah. I want to transition everything prior to Dreamcast, right? So so mm-hmm. what, what was like the, the first system, I guess, that you played consistently after that, after like that Atari? I would say if you can remember uh, probably the Super Nintendo. We had an original Nintendo, but I was very, very poor. So we only as far as I remember, we only had mm-hmm. Mario and Duck on it, on it you know, the combo cart. Okay. Yeah, of course. We we played that a lot, but it was one of those things where, since I was born in 1986, even at that point, it wasn't Mm -hmm. super current. But uh, when I was five years old, we got the Super Nintendo, and that thing became life. I mean, we'd play Mm -hmm. really bad wrestling games and Aladdin. We used to play Aladdin all the time. And uh, that was the first time I ever saw an RPG was... uh, uh, Final Fantasy 4 and it seemed so mm. giant. I honestly I thought that it was gl- uh, playing a Nintendo 64 game on a Super Nintendo. I literally didn't even understand how you could have a game so big and so well written. Even as a little kid I was like, oh my god these are adult uh-huh. games. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the passion. That's awesome. So then, alright, again prior to that. Now did you have, because a lot of the lords here are Sega kids, so I'm just quite like, did you have any mm-hmm. Sega systems prior to that? What, what, no, was just Wow, that's an interesting question. Yeah, so what kind of got me on the whole thing is, so uh, since we were so poor, I'd only buy consoles basically after they were canceled. And uh, my mom ended up buying me a Dreamcast in uh, 2002, Mm. so long after Mm. it failed. But it was this interesting little toy. And um, one day I was at a party in high school, and I had the Game Boy Advance SP had just come out, and I had the Game Boy Advance SP, and I was playing at this party because I'm a total loser. And this guy walked up to me. <laughs> and You're a gamer, sir. You're a exactly, gamer. Exactly, exactly. And this guy walked up to me and said, hey, man, like, I, I really don't want a Game Boy Advance SP. Like, I'll trade you for that, even though you just got it. I'll give you 100 Dreamcast games. And I was like, what? Wow. And he's like, yeah, do you have a Dreamcast, right? I was like, yeah, but I don't really use it. And so he literally went out to his car and he came back with 100 Dreamcast games. And I just wow. I don't care. And so wow. I, I spent the next couple of years just playing through hundreds of Dreamcast games. And so at that point, they were in stores for like two bucks each. So I just basically became dedicated to collecting every Dreamcast game and beating every Dreamcast game. And it was, it was a 10-year journey, but I did it. You wow. met the Lord wow. of Games. He actually <laughs> chose you. you, you that's, like, it's, it's he did. He did. It's it's this is kind of weird that you say it. He comes up to you. He sees what you have, and he says, "I have a trunk full of better." Like, <laughs> 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 like who? 
Like a trunk full of better. That's our dream. That's a wet dream. That like me sitting inside at a party. I'm playing something in my hand, and somebody comes and says, "I got a hundred uh, games inside the car for you for that." Take it now. That, 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 that's like that's like destiny. That was like his. It was meant to be yes, for long he, That man put you on your path. He put you. On your path. Yes. <laughs> so I actually ran into that guy just a couple weeks ago, like after not oh, talking wow. for like 12 years. And I told him, I was like, dude, I actually do this big YouTube thing and I call myself Dreamcast Guy. You put that love of Dreamcast in it. He was just like, nice. yeah, bro. He's like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, it's a big deal for me, man. The Lord of Games. <laughs> that is cool, cool. All right. So let's, so now we, we fast forward to that Dreamcast. And you got those hundred games, you got all that. So, what were the what were your like standouts? Because the Dreamcast, I know for the Lord, a lot of us, it's it's near and dear to our hearts too. You know, we, we really love that system. Yeah. You know, it, just the design of it, everything about it, and those launch games. Mm -hmm. So, what were the games that really stood out for Lord Dreamcast? For you? I think early on, one of the first games that just like melted my brain was Fantasy Star Online. Just like. <laughs> It was so gorgeous for the time, like just crazy beautiful. And there was actually, there was a, a, a trick in that game where if you plugged a separate controller into slot four on the Dreamcast, it would actually be like a camera. You could actually tilt it around and look around the environment more freely. And so I used to just like literally clear out an entire dungeon and then just walk around and like look at the details on the walls and stuff. Just It felt like, I mean, it felt like the first MMO. It felt like the first yeah. giant online built game. And it just... I mean, it just melted my brain that that was possible. Shout out to Lord Kaibots in the chat. He's like, well, Fantasy Star Online was a trailblazer. It was. Yeah, it, what it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and just having a game that it had an auto-translate feature and stuff, so you could actually go online and, and play with people from Japan, and it would translate it to really bad gobbledygook. But it was, it was so <laughs> cool to go online and... You know, and it was also one of the first times I ever got in arguments with people online because people would steal loot. People would, like you'd have a giant boss fight, and it would just spew out like a bunch of like really expensive guns, and people would just mm -hmm. run up and start hammering A and grabbing all the guns. And so you'd like hey, like typing out. I was so bad at typing. I used to type like "Hey, dick hole, that is." My <laughs> How dare they take Lord Drewcast's loot after he worked hard? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty awesome. All right, cool, man. Yeah. I know. What about? Let me ask you this, because um, I know uh, for for me, uh, Shenmue was really near and dear to my heart. Did you play any Shenmue at all? Did you? Yeah. Did you get yeah. into it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I played Shinmu One, uh, and then I actually, uh, I'm such a hardcore Dreamcast collector. I imported the European version of Dreamcast mm -hmm. Two. So wow. I play. I got to actually play the original version of it on all four discs, and wow, it's just. Such an experience, and it was so weird. Uh, so I ended up beating Shinmu 1 and 2 uh, back to back mm -hmm. within like a couple month period. And since it is such a cliffhanger ending, I remember the mm -hmm. second Shinmu 2 ended, I actually sat down and I wrote, I hand wrote a letter to Sega in Japan mm -hmm. asking them to make a Shinmu 3. I think this was uh, probably <laughs> Salute 2000. This man. Salute this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, it's funny you said it because it, for us, like Lord King will tell you, like, I remember when he brought Shenmue over to my house for the first time. And like we dimmed the lights. And it was like the cinematic. And we were already martial arts fans as it was. And it was like the first game graphically that had like that virtual fighters engine 3D. Yeah. It looked amazing. And it was just that whole cinematic between, you know, Ryo's pop and um uh, Landy. 
and mm-hmm. just to see yeah. the glory, it was we were like blown away. Like that guy, yeah. that guy, you had to sleep, you had to get a job. Remember, yeah. like you yeah. had the um the uh, the, the part. The, there's a part where there was an arcade where it had literally emulations of classic Sega games, like mm-hmm. Outrun and you know, yeah, Hang On, and all that stuff. That, that game had so much hidden stuff as well that you have to like basically buy the strategy. When you buy the strategy guide, the official strategy guide had a sealed part at the back that said, warning, if you break this, you're going to discover all the secrets of the game. And you'd open it up and it told you that you could go down to the store and there was actually like, uh, there was all this candy and stuff you could buy. And there was a particular candy all the way at the end that had a red box and it said lottery candy. And like every 15th piece, you'd win a prize. And the most rare prize was actually Sega Saturn games. You could go back to the no. house, what? get a Sega a Saturn out of Ryu's room. It's like in his living what? room. You actually hook it up, but you can only keep it hooked up if you have Sega Saturn games. So you actually put them in there and it lets you play like a different version of Outlaw stuff. Yes, I know. It emulated the Saturn? Wow. Yeah, yes. And it was one of those things where it was so crazy to be like, how the hell? Like, it, man, it was just crazy. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. See, I love like, getting some information see, every day. This, this is great. <laughs> so, so, so going to the Saturn thing really quickly, since I mean, is, is Saturn a thing that you have an affinity for, a yeah. love for? Or is yes, it- now, but I, I only discovered that in uh, 2013, I finally decided to start collecting for Because at that point, I had every Dreamcast game, I had about 100 Sega Genesis games. Uh, some Master System stuff, and I have about 20 32X games. And so I was like, oh, well, there's this other disc-based system that I've literally never played. <laughs> I'd never even seen a Sega Saturn in my life until I bought one. And so the first time I ever stumbled on one, this guy was selling it at like a crappy flea market. And he was like, all right, I'm, I'm missing the wires, <laughs> but it's uh, this and 10, 10 loose copies of Frankenstein. Like, for the Sega Saturn, he's like, do you want it for 50 bucks? And I was like, yeah, sure. So... Now I have a bunch of loose, like really bad loose Sega Saturn games, but I actually have a, a, I think I've got about mm-hmm. 25 Sega Saturn games now. Some of the rare wow. ones I've got like, uh, I've got like a stall and stuff. Clockwork Night, you know, Clockwork Night was awesome. It is, Clockwork Night is is so good, and it's it's weird that it's so good, like, because it's so polished, and the music is so addictive, and the level design is so good. It's one of those things where it's like, it's so weird that that it just got so overlooked. Like, it is an amazing freaking game, and, you know, they they came out with it, and then it's sequel 16 months later, because the first one bombed so hard, they were like, all right, you have to make another right now, we're not going to break even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Lord in the chat, Clockwork Tower Knights, some of his some great ones there. People, the, the chat is warming up, man. They, they're loving oh, these games. Yes, oh, yes, Mr. Bones. Yeah, I love Mr. Bones. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Bones is. Yes, yeah. Well, and I ended up getting a bunch of that. I imported some of the 2D fighters, and I, I imported a bunch of Japanese Sega Saturn games because they're dirt cheap, uh, mm-hmm. and you if you have an action <laughs> replay, you can still play them. So I got the Japanese version of Grandia because I'm obsessed with RPGs. I got that. Yes, that's, that's there's great. A, there's a bomber game. One of the only Bombermans that didn't come to America is called Super Bomberman Fight, and it's like uh, it's isometric. It looks super weird, uh, but I so I ended up doing that. So yeah, big Sega Saturn fan. <laughs> Shout out to get good gaming in the chat. He's like, damn it, I have to get a, a Saturn now. Oh <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, no. So let's let's transition logic. So obviously we know how how near and dear that was to your heart. So as gaming went on, what were the, like the, the next transitionary steps for you as far as the, the next systems that you got? Well, I, I ended up getting a, an original Xbox. Um, I lived next to this, even though I lived in a really poor part of town as a kid, the kid next to me, mm-hmm. for some reason, at one point, he, in, he inherited like a couple hundred thousand dollars 
But since he was like 16, he didn't really do anything with it except he bought like a Mustang and he ended up buying me an original <laughs> Xbox with Halo and Mech Assault. And it was this crazy like eye-opening experience of like, whoa, like this is this is so cool. So I ended up just playing hundreds of hours of Halo. I ended up going to a bunch of Halo tournaments. And I even I so I basically joined a Halo team. And so for the next couple of years, I literally paid my bills winning at Halo tournaments. Stop. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that I, I notice a lot of you know people who either grew up with Sega or Sega kids kind of like it almost seems like the natural trans evolution for them was Xbox for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I always, I always think to that. I, I ended up researching and I found out that a lot of the team basically, since Microsoft was really heavy into the development of the Xbox but hadn't finalized any of the designs, as soon as Sega went under, apparently they literally just had poachers just walk in there and start like being like, hi, who wants an application apply? So a lot of the people who designed the controller, who designed the Ooh. idea of VMUs, a lot of those people came over. And that's why I think wow. – Xbox managed to fix a lot of the problems the Dreamcast had. They're like, okay, it has to have a DVD player. It has to have yes. a cable modem built in. It needs a built-in mm -hmm. hard drive right away. Like, they definitely yes. were like, okay, let's skip the small pitfalls the Dreamcast had so we don't make the same yes. mistake twice. That's actually a valid point because uh, back during the Dreamcast era, that was the issue. Like, it, the modem was separate, right? Mm -hmm. They also yeah. had that, um, which was kind of cool. What, what did they call it? The memory card unit? The digital memory unit, VMU. Yes, yeah. digital memory. Now, did that thing, I'm trying to remember, refresh my memory, Lords. Like, would that thing have, like, separate games? Or it, most of the time, it was just, like, enhancements to existing yeah. titles, right? Yeah, you was, was able to download. I, I liked it for Sega um, Adventure, Sonic Adventure, because you yeah. were able to take your little guys with you and raise them in your pockets like a uh, Tamagotchi. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it was their version, because Tamagotchi was blowing up so big, and they said if we can get something like that on the go and have a visual unit in the front, which I thought Microsoft was going to try to do when they put the you know the X in the middle. It was, it was gigantic on the old Duke controller, which they're Ooh. doing actually now <laughs> um but i i love the vmu for the fact that it popped out and when i went to your house mm -hmm. i put my um vmu in your controller my um control schemes oh, yeah. and everything was there so ahead of his time man. way ahead oh. of his time yeah. hell yeah well it was also it was the best it, it had so many cross-platform games, and the best version would be on Dreamcast. Like, I, I'm obsessed with Resident Evil, and I always had to play everything on the Dreamcast because when you looked at your controller, it'd say the amount of bullets you had left in your clip. Yes. There was no, like, in those early games, the only way to see that was to pause it. So only on the Dreamcast could I see, okay, I got three more shots before I'm going to have to reload, so I got to run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I have memories with that stuff, too. But, oh, this. The heartstrings, the feels, man. Shout out to Peter Moore, man. I mean, they were so aggressive during that time. And, and I, I felt that was supposed to be the one. Like, that's this was supposed to be the one for them, you know, as a second kid. So that's cool, man. So moving on. So then, like I said, you got on the Xbox. You got that going and stuff like that. And now, obviously, the Xbox, the original Xbox success wasn't as long after. So, you know, we had the PlayStation come up next. Did you then transition to that? Like, what was the next evolution for you? I got a PlayStation 2 late in the console generation just for the RPGs. I had a weird thing where I ended up buying uh, Final Fantasy X four separate times because I kept having PlayStation 2s broken. There was a time where I bought, I bought, mm. I finally saved up and I bought it and then someone broke into my house and stole it when I was about halfway through the game. So uh. I just basically quit at a certain point where it's like, okay, look, like the gaming lords do not want me to have. <laughs> yeah, the lords, it's not meant to be. <laughs> 
Like it's like I am I am completely willing to admit that that's just not in my cards. So um, I didn't really get into PS2 until much later. Now I have hundreds of PS2 games, but at the time I nice. I just started going from Xbox to Xbox 360. Mm, got you. Okay, a lot cool, of issues man. with PS2 as well. I know. Uh, there, a lot of people did say that sometimes. So pretty much now, just real quick, uh, ranking, like obviously we know Dreamcast is up there. Look, I was going to ask you, what was your, so what overall was your second favorite system? I, I'd probably put the PS4 really near the top. I know that oh, sounds yeah. crazy because it's currently going on, but we're just in an age now of like such an indie revolution. It's cool that I, I own 202 PS4 games, which sounds crazy, but so much of that are like, I'm a, I love twin stick shooters. I love puzzle games. I love really big open world stuff. I've gotten into racing games as I've gotten older, and all of that is incredibly awesome in 50 different flavors on my PlayStation 4. That's something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, nice. And la- last question as far as gaming is concerned, I'm going to do something new with the guest. So I want you to give me like some of your top five games of all time. If you could narrow it down to five of all time. Uh, okay. to- totally off the top of my head, I would say um, um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Skies mm. of Arcadia, on the, the Dreamcast version of Skies of Arcadia. Mm-hmm. The best. Okay. I'd say, and this is going to be a controversial one, but I'd probably say Alan Wake on the Xbox 360. I think that is one of the best horror games. As cliche as it is, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The writing. I got um, to back you up because I watched your video <laughs> and you had that as one of the worst endings of all time. When you get <laughs> it, it is, but if you get the DLC, it's all, I don't know. I think it, it keeps going. Yeah, it, it keeps like, it going, yeah. And then um, I really, really love, uh, let's see, Silent Hill 2, I would say, is one of the best. Oh, yeah. Let me think for my fifth one. Oh, gosh. I'd say Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Okay. That's, a, that's an impressive list. That's, that's a great impressive. list. That's a great list. No doubt. All right. So then we got that going on. So let's talk about the start of the the whole Keep Dreaming movement and that amazing channel that you have. Like, when did that start for you? Um. Uh, way, way back. I, I first started the channel, and I made my first videos in, like, 2008. Uh, and then I, I put it down for like many, many years. But uh, originally I saw the Angry Video Game Nerd videos. And I've always been mm-hmm. a type of person of like, when I see something cool, I want to make it. Like if I read a cool book, I want to write a cool book. So when I watched the Angry Video Game Nerd videos, I immediately went, I can make that. And so I actually ended up making uh, several Dreamcast reviews that were very Angry Video Game Nerd in style. Like I just tried to emulate his writing and everything. Basically what I did is I didn't understand what a capture card was. So my first videos, I literally set up a webcam aimed at my TV and it was perfectly set up so that it would be like the dimensions of it. So it kind of looks like a capture card until like bright colors would show up and then the auto, like the, the auto filter would screw up. But I just basically would play the game and then edit the footage and then do really like dumb voiceover and then have like cutaways of me being like, excuse me, will I interrupt my own video and make fun of this weird thing? <laughs> It's, it was it was basically just Dreamcast guy tries to be angry video game nerd very badly. <laughs> nice. And then, and then as you, as you progressed, what made you like stick with it and, and continue continue well, on? Well, I put it down for a long time because I ended up uh, just losing my job and and roaming for about five years, and then I picked it back up in uh, 2013. Um, I just randomly started watching a bunch of YouTube videos, and I saw just rant videos. It was the first time I'd ever seen somebody just sit down in front of a collection and talk for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting, but more than that, it was so simple. It was the first time it just like smacked me in the face of like, Oh, 
it's just whatever. Like anybody could be a YouTuber. That's the best part of this website is literally like just sit down on camera and if you have mm -hmm. something fun to say with more passion than your rivals, you will get views. And so I Absolutely. just started doing rants and then I started experimenting because I've, I've always liked writing. So I experimented with like writing reviews and it just it just snowballed over the course of the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, the next question I always want to know this is, uh, how did they keep dreaming the slogan? When did you start it? What, 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 what influenced that? It's my first video ever, all the way to the beginning. I just needed a catchphrase. I literally didn't have any idea. What's funny is the first mean comment I ever got in 2008 is for some reason in my first video, I'm wearing a fedora because I thought that that was so cool. <laughs> and and the, light, the lighting is really bad. And so the scarring of my face looked even worse. In the sp and I went, keep dreaming. And the first mean comment I ever get said, I bet you want to keep dreaming, you Freddy Krueger looking motherfucker. <laughs> wow. He went in. Wow. He went in. Oh, man. <laughs> the savages of the internet. Savages. It was, it was, I was like, all right, I deserve that. That's a good one. Better lighting. I got you, bro. <laughs> so, the, one thing we respect is, is everybody loves you. It's just that positive energy you have. And, you know, everything just rubs off your skin. Your skin and you're just a cool channel to watch. I came across, again, shout out to Lord Attic. You know, he couldn't make it. He, he's he's hurting that he couldn't be here for this because he's, he's also a fan of yours. And he introduced me, you know, overall to, to your channel. But uh, I was just like going through your vids, and I'm like, I love this guy. This guy's hilarious, man. He's just great, <laughs> great energy. You know, shout out to Lord Megatron. You got people in the chat right now who's saying they just coming across your channel and just subscribed to you. Super thumbs up, and we love what you're doing out here, man. It's like, that's cool, man. Nice. It's it's really my pleasure. It's so fun. Like that's the craziest thing of all. Like obviously, since this is my job, there are some times where I'm up to like three a.m. editing and I'm tired. But for the most part, it is just so damn fun. Like it's like mm -hmm. one of the my job very much is talking about video games. Like it. Like I've literally have a. I've just been playing Mario Odyssey all weekend, and I'm writing a script about Mario Odyssey, and it's just like, man, this is what pays my freaking bills. Like I'm such a bills. freaking lucky dude. How cool is that? And, and, and your mentality, it, it all comes across. You know, again, we appreciate you, man. So we're going to get into uh, what the Lords are playing this week, obviously. It's a big gaming week. So we'll start off with Lord Dreamcast. I know you said Odyssey. Anything else you uh, touch this week? Um, yeah, I, I beat Wolfenstein 2 because I, I got Wolfenstein wow. 2 uh, a couple mm. days early. And holy yes. gosh, Wolfenstein is a freaking masterpiece. It is so Ooh. freaking good. Okay, okay, can't wait. We're going to get into that more in one of the segments. That, that's cool. I'm glad you're saying that because it's giving my confidence for, for the game. That's awesome. Lord Saw, what have you been playing this week? Just Mario. I've had Mario since Wednesday, and I've just been going in. Um, who, did, who did that? Mr. Lee? Mr. Lee did that? Who? I don't know who you're talking about, man. I don't know, I don't know that person. I talk about uh, <laughs> I don't know that person. <laughs> Situations. <laughs> I don't know that person. <laughs> trying, to get him, trying to get him arrested. <laughs> so that's about it. I mean, it, it was difficult not to hop in on Wolfenstein and, and Assassin's Creed. You know, get that itch. You, you go on oh, to the, trust the me, it's hard. Always oh, hard, man. Lord Dreamcast, guys, just so you know, we we planning on we, uh, we saw all of us for the most part on the panel planning on getting the uh, the X, and we kind of had like a a, a a pact that we're gonna wait to November seventh to play those oh, games. Yeah. It's hard right now. Man. <laughs> it's not hard at all. Those games didn't release yet. You guys are in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, it's, I'm sorry. It's just about conditioning your mind to they're not actually there. But yeah, I mean, but Mario Mario's been keeping me. Um, kind of busy man mario is just is fantastic 
Well, I know we'll talk more about it a little bit, but it's just talk about more about the murderous roast Lord King. What have you been playing this week? I've been playing Destiny. I've, I'm disheartened at a lot of things. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, disheartened yeah. at the fact that uh, people are running around with this rhetoric. If you say something uh, long enough, uh, people start to believe it. And once mm-hmm. people start to believe the rhetoric, then they start to act on the rhetoric. And there's a lot of rhetoric going around talking about Destiny is dead. Destiny is not dead. There's a lot of things we're doing Destiny. Um, I know a couple of people that are in a couple of clans I won't mention that at this day and age are at 265. I had to go in there and work with people's clan mates to get them up. Um, I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that, you know, my own clan, uh, the the leader is going around mm-hmm. saying, <laughs> you know, Destiny is dead. You can't be the leader of the really? clan talking about Destiny yeah, is dead. Uh, wow. um, you know, it starts to filter down within the clan mates. I play every day. Um, I take mm. you through uh, Prestige, uh, Nightfalls. We do raids. We do everything. Dope. You know, Dope. hone your skills. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to pick up Mario today, and I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to play it today. <gasps> You did not pick up Mario Odyssey. I, I, I had I had so many things going on, and I want the physical copy of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I could have died. I could have hit the button and you know, like why did you just hit the button? Digitalize, baby. I really want the physical of it because I have all like the Mario galaxies. Mm-hmm. All the physicals, and I, it's just something about looking over at your stack, and you know, right. certain games is there, and you're like, yeah, you can't take that away from me. So you know, that that type of thing. from the collector standpoint, yeah, that that physical yeah. media, yeah, yeah. I feel you. All right, cool. And Lord SWAT, I know it's been, I know your topic later will be that uh Destiny Two PC, but uh, mm-hmm. besides that, that is there anything else um you've been playing this week? To be honest, I've been, it, it's been kind of light for me because I kind of took a step back from games and I'm learning how to code uh, like Java, Python, uh, Ruby, and trying Ooh. to trying to kind of build up an, another technical aspect and, and things. Oh, but the technical game in Lord trying to take soft title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been playing Destiny 2 on the PC primarily uh, for the past week, and I also picked up uh, Pokemon Tournament just out of curiosity, and I actually do find that pretty fun as well. Nice. So you know you didn't you staying away from the Goddessy on the Switch because I know you're a Switch gang like us. So you stayed away uh, or you just waiting? I just haven't. I just haven't made my way out. I, I'm I'm with David. I gotta I gotta have that that physical mm-hmm. copy of that. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Waiting on that physical. Any amiibos in there or no? <laughs> oh yeah. No, we don't. King is king amiibo. Just with the big show. Oh, by the way, I'm jealous. Crazy jealous. I saw your amiibos, and I'm crazy jealous. Right now, I got the feeling in my chest, and it's burning me. You had that little hat on, and I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, I got to get to the store right now. Yo. <laughs> I really felt jealousy. I'm not lying. <laughs> it's all good. No doubt. So of course, me like Hagnito here. Yes, I mean it's been it's been tough for me. It's um it's murderous row week, as we know. October twenty seventh was that uh? Only Mario came out. What are you talking about? You funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Yeah. Other, some other games did come out too. That we were discussing. I've been waiting on, but I, I, I touched the Goddessy a little bit this week. And yeah, man, I was just you know we we'll get into it, but uh, I've been having some fun with that. But surprisingly, there's still this little indie game on the oh, Nintendo wow. eShop. This is the police has my mind wrapped. I am in love with this game. Um, it, it again, it's a lot of simulation and resource management, kind of like on, on XCOM style, but you're managing personalities. You know, it has some of the best writing ever. I believe the the, the voice actor is from Duke Nukem. 
And I'm telling y'all right now, this game pushes social and morality boundaries. <laughs> they they <laughs> test you. Let's just say that. Like, I mean, just not to spoil too much, but it was like, you know, I played as soon as the game started, you know, City Hall was like, there's riots in the street, there's race riots, there's this going on. I need you to fire all your, you know, African-American officers. I'm like, what type of game is Whoa. this? <laughs> wow. This game is nuts. <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now, like, it, it, it's it's not only it's well written, it's funny, and you get emotionally invested. I believe right now it's been on Xbox One and PS4 for a while. It just came to the Nintendo eShop. It is a it's a mature rated game. Shout out to Nintendo for even allowing this content on the platform because <laughs> to me that shows maturity. Like that a game like this can be on it. But if you have, I know it's Murderers Row week, but you know maybe if it's on sale down the road, pick up. This is the police. This game, I believe it's Weppy Game Studios. Shout out to them. They hit me back on Twitter. I am in love with this thing. I cannot stop playing this game. <laughs> yes, Anchor Man, I did fire that older uh, lady officer. She came to work drunk sometimes. <laughs> and I had Dang. enough of that. So she had to go. I'm sorry, her work before. Wow. They, and they choice. They're like, do you want to fire her legally? Or do you want to fire her? <laughs> 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 oh, wow. If you want to see screenshots, check Lord Cognito's Twitter or my check check my timeline. I've got a lot of screenshots of this game, and I get emotionally invested. Like it's hilarious. So if you want a good laugh, check out my Twitter line. You'll, you'll bug out. So that's what I've been rocking with this week. Oh, quickly, quickly, just I completely forgot. Wolverblade. Uh, you've been talking oh, about it for yeah. Wolverblade. Yeah. Yeah. You've been talking about it for the past few weeks. If you are an old school gamer that's into Streets of Rage, Shinobi, any of these side scrolling like beat 'em ups, shmups, Ooh. this is a game for you. I it took me a couple of weeks before I really fell into what Cognito was talking about, but honestly, it's a beautiful game. It's bloody as hell. Um it's just honestly like it just scratches that itch of those old school sides yeah. go to beat em ups. Like if you're mm -hmm. you're a fan of Guardian Heroes or Streets of Rage, get this mm -hmm. game. Fantastic. Absolutely. It is really good, man. Those yeah. guys, I mean, all I need from it, if they could come somehow come up with like an online patch, that's the only oh. thing that's missing from it. Because it has yeah. co-op, it has local co-op. But it, it's really good, man. Shout out to Wolverblade. I'm gonna keep bigging you guys up. I believe it's fully illustrated studios, Michael Held and those guys. That is a masterpiece, and and the voice acting, and and just the cinematics, like they they've really made a production out of a twenty dollar game. And oh, you guys, really is. yeah, you guys need to check it out. Wolverblade, salute. So let's get into the show. We got a lot to discuss, but um, we had a poll last week, so the poll results are in, and the people have spoken to the question: If serious allegations, aka ethical, sexual, were made against a publisher or developer of your favorite video game franchise, would you? Honestly, not purchase the game. <laughs> the winner <laughs> at fifty-four percent in one of wow, the most controversial ILP polls ever is the no. This won't stop me from buying the game. Group, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm truly surprised that the numbers is that close. I mean, really, come on. No, 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 no. So, it's, it's oh, go, yeah, go for it. It's go for actually it. not coming in at second at only twenty-five percent was the yes, I can't support that game and neither should you group. Yes. And hilariously, because remember it was three choices, coming in right. at 21%, very close third place, was, but how serious are those allegations now? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so thanks to all who participated in the poll. I want to bring it to the round table. What do the Lords think about this? Let's start with Lord Dreamcast guy. I think it depends on the level of the offense. So my thing is like if it turns out that the like I, I'm sure you guys heard the head of Uber, like this dude was like basically hiring mm -hmm. like he would hire and surround himself with just like attractive women and then just basically be like, All right, blow me or you're fired. Like he was a piece <laughs> Of that sounds like this is the police. That's the game. That's how well, the game is. Sorry, And so since that dude was messed up, as long as he was at the company, I wouldn't use Uber. Just because of a where it's like, I don't want to give any money that I know is going to go out of that dude's pocket that he's going to basically like abuse people with. So I feel like I love Rockstar games. I love Square Enix. I'm a big like Final Fantasy addict. And if I found out like somebody at Square Enix was just being crazy, crazy, I think I'd have a giant issue. And as much as I love Final Fantasy, I'd buy a used copy to make sure they didn't get my profit or something. Mm -hmm. But if we're okay. talking like if we're talking like a a low level employee is like patting asses or something, I'm like, all right, <laughs> that that dude sucks. That dude sucks and needs to be fired, but I'm but I'm not gonna punish the 200 people on his team. Right. What you just said was what was the consensus on the Iron Lord podcast Twitter. Shout out to everyone who participated because that's what they were saying. They were like, "Look, you know, obviously depends on the offense, but it's kind of what you said. Like they, the, the mentality was like, I'm if one person you had one bad apple who did something, I'm not gonna allow that to affect the purchase of you know the, the work of the of the majority of the group. So they kind of repeated what you just said, Lord Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Lord King, how do you feel about that? I know that was a hot button for you. Um, I'm going to start and preface this with I'm shallow, all right? Um, <laughs> all right? I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to the shallows that's here and, 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 and the people that kept it real. I really don't think this thing should have been anywhere close because you're lying. You're lying to me. I don't care what you say. Listen, he just said the head of Uber was uh, had uh, some stuff going on. And you know what I said to myself with that header Uber, you got that stuff going on, that's nice for you. That doesn't have anything to do with the Uber driver that's picking me up right now. I'm so sorry. I mean, listen, I am. He could be the face. calling you the Lord of Shallow. That's right. Yo, listen, you could be the face of the company. Ha <laughs> ha. That's your business. It's other employees that have absolutely nothing to do with that. Tom has to pay his mortgage. And trust me, Tom, I got you. I'm buying that game. 100 I don't care that he was doing organ don't um organ uh, uh, swiping and selling organs on the black market. I really don't care about that part of it. I'm picking up Mario Sunshine. I'm doing what I gotta do. <laughs> Lord you can you see what you do with? You see what you it's the, it's the absolute facts. Listen, he, said, yo, he gave me another avenue, too. I didn't even know it was the option I could buy and use. I stand right there and wait for somebody to bring the copy in if I if I want to stand on my moral soapbox. But trust me, I'm not. I'm buying that copy brand new. <laughs> Shout out to Lord Shallow, a.k.a. Lord King. <laughs> I'm well, a gamer. <laughs> we got a new poll cooking up an aisle two. I'll be twin at the end, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So we're gonna get into these topics, y'all. All right, so I'll start up first at the round table. You know, it was a great week of gaming. This week is what I've affectionately called the murderer's row of October 27th. It is here. So I want to bring this to the Lord. Obviously, Mario Odyssey, aka Mario Godyssey, dropped. <laughs> had Assassin's Creed origins you know and of course thanks to lord dreamcast's amazing impressions video 
and Anchorman V. Shout out to Anchorman V on his Twitter, you know, for basically giving some non-spoilery impressions of, of that Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. So uh, I'm going to bring it to uh, Lord Dreamcast first, since he's our guest. Um, Out of the three, have you played each of the three? And if you have the ones that you have played of the murderer's role, uh, what I just want some basic impressions, you know, early impressions, spoiler free, of course. Yeah, um, I haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins, but I'm going to. I actually I have Assassin's Creed Origins sitting on my desk right now, installing on the PS4. Um, I have beaten both uh, Mario Odyssey and Wolfenstein, and they're both really good. Um, I guess I want to start with Mario Odyssey and say it's incredibly surprising. Like, it mm. seems like it may have been done by a different team. There's so many it subtle was. touches that are so different. Like, like uh, they'll show Bowser, and Bowser will like get hit in the face with like a shell, and it'll zoom in on his hand, and his hand will like twitch. There's like there's a lot of subtle animation differences. The world mm -hmm. structure is different. Mario even runs at a different speed than what we're used to. So I liked mm -hmm. just being so caught off guard by Mario again. It really feels like the first time you mm -hmm. picked up Mario 64. Like, what the hell is this? What are these worlds? Mm -hmm. What is this new? Cappy ability. So I have to say, mm. gameplay is revolutionized in all the ways I didn't know I wanted. Nice, nice. Now, what about uh, um? Now, I know you did your your Wolfenstein. Let's go right into mm. that. Now, I, you know, you've, you've been raving. Is yeah, it hell yeah? Is it worth the price of admission for anybody that was on the fence or a guy a guy like me who never really played the Wolfenstein games like I, that? Talk hundred percent. I I will put my reputation on the line that this game is is going to be remembered. I think as much as it's it's as good or nearly as good as something like Bioshock. It's one of those games that tells you a story you didn't you you didn't see coming. It really goes into the backstory of a guy who's willing to die fighting Nazis. Like not that B.J. Blazkowicz mm. dies, but. But they really go into his past and show sections of his childhood and tell why he wanted to join in the fight uh, for America against the Nazis, even though at this point Nazis are walking around in giant robots and shooting lasers. He's willing to pick up a crappy little pistol and fight just because some people would rather die doing something good than be happy doing something bad, you know? Mm, no, so good. No. And, let, and let's not forget the fact that you get to shoot the hell out of Nazis. There's a new thing where you can yeah. <laughs> upgrade. To that. Always a good <laughs> you, you can upgrade I, I guns love, now. The laundry, but I love the uh, the marketing that Bethesda is doing, or, or, or Machine Studios, whatever they're doing for it, where it's like they like this is not to get political. They're like these are not good people. <laughs> like they, yeah, the, market, yeah. the marketing for the team who's doing Wolfenstein Two is amazing. But continue, Laundry They so on, on that topic, did you see that they they Vice News did an interview with Pete Hines, the head of marketing for uh, Bethesda, and they asked him like, "Don't you think that you're actually poking the hornet's nest a bit by really trying to stir up the Nazis?" And Pete Hines goes, "Well, we believe we may be poking the hornet's nest, but it's a hornet's nest full of Nazis and fuck Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you gotta commend him, man. You gotta commend him for really going for it and and pushing the boundaries. So yeah. That, that thing's looking good. You know, I'm, I'm trying to stay strong, you know what I'm saying, for the Xbox with X version. But um, I'm hearing so many great things. And now let me ask you about the third game of Mur Murderer's Row, which was that Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm -hmm. Have you got a chance to touch it at all? I, or you should be confused with the other two? Not at all. I, I can't. It's one of those things where work-wise, I can't start playing it until I finish my script for Mario Odyssey just because I'm sure this is going to start to – it's going to seep into my brain. I'm going to start being like, hey, climbing this is great, but climbing an Assassin's Creed, let's make that comparison. So unfortunately, <laughs> I – 
I can't turn it on for a couple more hours. But then as soon as I do, my plan is actually to play it for like 10 hours today and do at least an impressions video for tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to be doing all day with Assassin's Creed. Awesome. Got you. Fantastic. Yeah, Lord, Lord Sav, um, out of the three, did you, well, two we know don't exist for you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that Xbox One X premium talk. But well, well, as far as the, the goddess, I know that's what you've been rocking. So uh, talk to us, spoiler-free impressions. Um, I think it's just, it's amazing. I, I, it's, it's one of the few games that I, I just, I can recall just, I stop and I, and I catch myself smiling while I'm playing it because it's just like, it's just delightful. Uh, it, it, at every corner, honestly, they've taken what's best about Mario in 3D and they've just blown it out completely. They've taken the best aspects of Mario over the years and they've given you a little bit of that in this game without, they're making it very accessible. It's not as hard a, a game as, as past Mario, uh, 3D Mario games. Um, mm. Something that uh, Lord Dreamcast said that, um, yeah, graphically, the game for what it is mm. so crisp, and it just it, it, the way it feels, and it's like you, you, a lot of the worlds aren't necessarily heavily populated, but they are sort of dense. But then you see little things like like in the desert stage, you see God rays coming through and stuff like that. Like it's a mm -hmm. very pretty game. Um, mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I, I in the past, I I love Mario, but I've always fallen off because. For whatever reason, like it's just it, it becomes a little too daunting. There are too many stars to collect or whatnot, <laughs> and, and, and like you know, I've always fallen off. But now, like I'm 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 all the way in. I'm trying to get as many um, moons as I can before I move mm -hmm. on to the next world. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, yeah, man. Like it, it, as of right now, and I'm a big Wolfenstein head, and I'm a big Assassin's Creed head. It's right up there, one and two for the year for me. Between that mm. and Zelda, between the, for me, mm. between that and Zelda, and I might give the edge to Zelda overall because that's more my type of game and the Facts. feeling I got from playing Zelda. The, right. Zelda to me, Zelda moved moved kind of moved things in a different direction that I completely. I'm so glad you said this. But um, Mario, Mario is you got to remember, Mario invented the wheel when it comes to platforming in 2D oh, and 3D. So it. Mm -hmm. Me Odyssey is a continued refinement of that wheel. Like they just, right, right. They, they're just continuing to improve the formula that they perfected. <laughs> Honestly, no one's ever touched them. So, uh, but it's it, it's fantastic. It, it, there's there's no losers here. <laughs> no doubt. So we we always bend the knee to Mario yeah. for, for paving the way for us. No doubt. So, uh, Lord King, I know you. Two games of the Murderers Row don't exist for you as well. I know you're waiting <laughs> on Mario. So my question to you is, out of the three Murderer's Row, what's the game you're most excited to play first? Like, it's based on Assassin's what you're seeing. Assassin's Creed, like, um, when I played it at uh, E3, and shout out to FanFest, Microsoft, you're the greatest. Um, mm -hmm. Lord Salute. Phil. Lord Phil. Salute. You're the man, baby. <laughs> I told, no, listen, our Lord, you know, our Lord and Savior, Xbox only begotten son. Did you see he retweeted my joint and he liked my comment? Yeah, Phil, we're here with you, baby. Um, <laughs> the vision is almost here. We're about to realize what 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 your vision truly is. Um, Assassin's Creed looks like the culmination of all their hard work. And this is, I know it's not over for them, but it seems like this is their end game. This is what they were building to. Um, mm -hmm. 
And the combat system, from what I touched, was fantastic. The graphics, we already know it was top-notch. The scrambling, mm -hmm. the moving, the interactions with the NPCs in the city, mm -hmm. it looked beautiful. I didn't get a chance to hear it. I didn't get a chance to hear the fidelity. And mm -hmm. a shout-out to Plantronics for giving me these great headsets and Adobe Atmos that Adobe I Atmos, will be listening to that game with. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. That. <laughs> Seriously, it's all coming together. The graphic fidelity, the headphones, sick. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, <laughs> but, but as far as Mario goes, which I'll be picking up today and I'm going to play today because those other games come out in the future. And you guys are futurists. You know? You're fantastic to the Tony Starks <laughs> and you who play the game. <laughs> I, I wish I lived in no, a future no. portal. I don't. Um, no doubt. No. Okay, okay, I ask a question as soon as you finish that. Yeah, but I look forward to Mario. And just like Lord Sovereign said, um, it's not a reinventing of the wheel. It's a refinement of the wheel. They just gave you tires on this little buggy wheel that they've been building. And no one has been able to touch them. Like he said, they are the pioneers in 2D platforming, which was phenomenal. Can't touch them there. People are still doing speed runs in regular Mario. Come on. Look at that. It's crazy, right? Now, to this day. Um... Trying to beat the, the high school is crazy. Um, and then, like, from Sunshine to Galaxy to Odyssey, uh, it's they are doing their thing. And, and I wish they can get some of that magic on a Sonic. I really mm -hmm. wish they can mm -hmm. sprinkle that on a Sonic because we got the 2D Sonic down pack. This 2D Sonic mm -hmm. that just came out is beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a love, love letter to Sonic. us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can we get some love in the 3D area? Because I'm scared to buy the this this what is it? Squadron Supreme Sonic. That's gonna come. Out. Yeah, Sonic. <laughs> Force. Yeah, Lord, Lord, Lord Dreamcast had a video. He had a call. talk. Talk to us about that Sonic. Yes, please, real quick. please. Yeah, real quick. Please. Yeah. Oh man. So if you make a Japanese Switch account, you can actually download a demo, and it is the worst demo I've ever played in my it's life. It's a minute oh. long. It's like a minute yeah. long. <laughs> it's yeah. You basically you have access to three different levels: a like uh, a 3D level, a 2D level. Level and a boss level, but you can only play each level for 60 seconds. So the second you start <laughs> playing, this timer appears. And what sucks is like the levels are really not well designed. They're very clunky. There's lots of like little tiny lips. You'll be running along at 200 miles an hour, like, yeah, this is true sonic speed. And then you just touch like a bush, dead stop. Instantly, like, oh, okay, cool. And so you have to get your speed up again. And so that timer just kills you, man. And so it's like e even without the timer in the full game, I just, it looks really bad. Like, I played that uh, <laughs> demo for an hour. Try, I tried each demo, like, several times, trying to, like, trying to like it. And, man, I ended up, uh, I, I got my roommate to play it. He, like, came in my uh, my office. I was like, let me check this out. And he played it, and he, like, literally stone-faced, plays the 60 seconds. And he's like, all right, why did you even install this? It's not even a game. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 wow! So do you that, see that, my that's, pain, that's, right? That's that's my pain. I, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a sick guy. Quick, I feel yeah. you, man. It, it, I heard about that demo. <laughs> it's not good. Real quick, Lord King, before I move on this one, um, I want to know what are your feelings on Wolfenstein. I haven't heard you talk about it. So, oh, that's a, that's a purchase. No, no, I played. I played mm. one or two. I, I have all the DLC. Oh, by the way, mm. um, the DLC for Zelda sucks. So, uh, um, you're not gonna get <laughs> game of the year, uh, from me. If your DLC sucks, all right. Um, but, <laughs> but they make yeah, an announcement that the new DLC is coming. Not, not the, it, the Master Sword one, but apparently some other. It better be something that don't suck. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Damn, no, I can't get down. 
No, but listen, oh, yeah. listen. The game is fantastic, yeah. right? But it, the only way I can take a shot at the game is them, you know, adding some aftermath stuff to it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. I mean, everybody yeah, says no. great stuff about it, so, so I, I love the game. Speaking yeah. of that, do you guys think we're gonna get some DLC for Mario? Yeah. Being that they yeah. already, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can see it coming. Like, why not? <laughs> I'll why take not, more levels. Man. I'll take more well, levels. I, I have a feeling because I actually found like a Mario 64 painting at the bottom of one level, like in one of the water levels, and I went through it and it took me to another world. So I have a feeling that they're going to do something where there's going to be like a Mario 64 style DLC level. I have a feeling that nice. they, just, they have so much of the, the pieces mm-hmm. of these other games. I think that they could straight up be like, all right, this is the Mario Galaxy DLC level. And people like me would be like, hello, here's my wallet. Throw it yeah, up the there screen. You go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yes. Such a financial opportunity for them to, to do something like that. It, it, to me, it'd be silly. And, and to your point earlier, Lord Dreamcast, when you were saying about the um the, the way it feels, I heard that my own didn't do this one that it was another person as far as the, on the development aspect with it mm-hmm. in conjunction with them that actually had more of a hands-on approach because we're getting different little nuances and stuff that I've really never seen mm-hmm. you know at man, well, the the biggest thing is man the whole cappy thing taking over enemies oh, yeah. like holy hell like the yeah. fact that there's basically like two main enemies on each world basically you can take over and man that just blew my mind like as mm-hmm. crazy as this one of my favorite ones is there's this thing that looks like a it's like a centipede type dude he's like a big yellow like cartoonish like a uh, caterpillar mm-hmm. and when you take him over you stretch out like an accordion and you can actually stretch out <laughs> over cliffs so you end up having to basically extend you're walking along like cliff faces and over like lava gaps and stuff like crazy jumps that mario could never make and, and every time he extends it actually makes an accordion noise so it's like it's so funny and it's so cute and it's so different than what i was expecting it's just like holy shit like this is the game i didn't know i freaking wanted wow facts i mean again to your point i'll jump in real quick um when i got just the beginning like when i got a control of the dinosaur and and, like they put that epic music when you have them it makes you want to destroy stuff it makes you (laughs) <laughs> like I got so amped to like control that dinosaur. It's kind of funny, but uh, I want to I want to move it over to little SWAT right quick. Um, out of out of obviously he's been doing his Destiny two thing. He's got his topic mm-hmm. with that. But um, out of the three murderers role, which is the ones that have you the most excited? Well, right now I have to say Wolfenstein two actually sounds really good from Woo! what Greencast was uh, was saying. It actually does sound uh, sound like a lot of fun. But I'm I think I'm gonna be with uh, Lord King and have to run out really quick after this and go pick up Mario Odyssey. Gotta see. You gotta pick it up, man. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah, man. For me, I'll just wrap this up real quick. All three, man. Fantastic. You know, I played, like I said, the Mario and like to Lord Sovereign's point, just to feel. I mean, I think when I play that game, I, I can't stop smiling. It's weird. <laughs> like the game just makes you laugh. It makes you smile. Just all the nostalgic feels of um of Mario and just one thing that really impressed me was how graphically it looks. You know, I played yeah, the majority yeah. yeah, initially in uh in dock, I mean not an undocked mode, portable mode when I was at work. And um then when I brought it home, it looked fantastic there. Just the reflections, the water going off your skin, all stuff. And then like I brought it home and I I seen the jump in docked and I'm like, this game doesn't get enough credit. For how graphically good it looks you know it really looks good and um so i've been having fun with that assassin's creed is an emotional thing kind of for me like lord king is saying it's like 
I'm a huge fan of just that whole timepiece, you know, Egyptian, the pyramids, that whole bit. So I can't wait to dive into that. And it's kind of because I'm, wait, I'm waiting on the Xbox One X version because I'm a console guy. So just I'm just trying to hold on to November 7th. But I was very tempted. It's sitting on my hard drive. And again, with Wolfenstein, I mean, I didn't expect I would pick this game up. But again, Lord Dreamcast, your video, I mean, put me over the edge. Um, Lord Anchorman, his tweet. I'm seeing a lot of positive stuff. And then the other thing is because I'm waiting for the Xbox One X, that's another reason why I'm really holding out for Wolfenstein is from my understanding, that is going to be 4K60. Oh, whoa. So yes. I yep. need to see that in its glory, man. I need that. Dude, there, there, there is a scene that is going to melt your brain where at one point you literally have to climb on top of a train that is rocketing through an underground tunnel and you're fighting <laughs> robot Nazis inside of there with shotguns. And so that at 1080p 60 frames a second, you're literally going to be crying blood. <laughs> and people already said, like you said, it looks fantastic now. I can't even imagine what 4K60. So that's going to yeah. be. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be like my showcase game for when I get the X. So that I'm purposely ha holding on to a lot of titles and Xbox One and hand stuff for that purpose to showcase on that game, on that system. So, And I got my 4K set up ready, so I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? But uh, Murderer's Row, man, this is a great time for gaming. We talked about this a lot, and it's here. And we even got Stranger Things going on. Life is good, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no. So we're going to move on to this next topic. I want to get this over to uh, Lord Sovereign. So uh, we got some publisher issues. Uh, Somniac, Capcom, what's, what's, what's going on out here, man? All right, yeah. So it, it's good that we have Dreamcast uh, here because it, it's something about uh, Insomniac and Capcom that they in, traditionally have made games that have been a little on the quirky side. And, and to me, that that goes right in line with what Sega used to be, right? When you had a Sega console and you had Sega games, there was some you always had your arc, your arcade ports for like and that those those were fantastic and perfect but then they were always willing to take the risks on these smaller quirky type of titles and it, it was always it was something that kind of identified Sega's identity to me as being willing to do that and these are two companies that have titles that sort of kind of can mesh into that sort of ideology and so for me uh, going into the uh, the Insomniac stuff with Sunset Overdrive, Sunset Overdrive was an Xbox One exclusive um, that, by all accounts, didn't do as well as they had Microsoft had hoped it would do. Um, a lot of people thought that it was a game that didn't necessarily mesh well with what you know with what Xbox is, and probably would have felt better on another system. I love the game. I know a lot of the Lords picked it up at launch, if not mm -hmm. afterwards. I know a lot of people played it once it came to Games of Gold. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very unique game that kind of harkens back to, uh, again, a Sega game like Jet Set Radio, mm -hmm. or Jet Grind Radio. It, it goes back to that sort of stuff, the mobility. Um, and it's just something that I felt uh, was underappreciated on a platform that tends to get looked at as, you know, the shooter platform or something like that. Mm -hmm. So my feeling is that they're shopping around for a publisher to get a sequel done. And Microsoft has been mum on it. And it's disappointing to me because to me, I think this is a point where Microsoft needs to continue to differentiate their portfolio and kind of expand what, what it means to be a Microsoft game, you know I me, mean? and kind of expand their mm -hmm. identity. And the fact that we've gone into this in the past, how they're just not willing to take second chances on properties that 
didn't do as well as they had hoped. And I think it's a sad thing. I, I mean, it'd be great for it to go multi-plat and everybody get a chance to play this series. It'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an opportunity missed for them if they don't hop into that. So that's, that's one. And then we go into the Capcom thing where there are rumors that they're in dire straits and yes. that they're looking to be bought out. Um, and it, this is this is huge if this is actually true because I mean it's not like we're looking at a THQ fire sale, which you know they had some great properties, but it's not Capcom. When you say you're breaking up Capcom, um, everybody's eyes should 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 open wide and yes. be, be, saliv yes. be salivating at the mouth to pick up some yes. of these properties. Check out Lord Dreamcast's video on Capcom too. It, a lot yeah. of feels there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I mean, this is another opportunity, I think, for, for everybody, but especially Microsoft is sort of hurting for, for properties to sort of consider what would fit best on the Xbox platform. Um, these guys have, again, some of the best of the best over the years, and they have a lot of, a lot of properties that haven't really been used lately. Uh, they have uh, Mega Man. They have, I don't know how many different versions of Res Evil, Animusha. There's something that people have been screaming. Oh to come yeah, back yeah. um mm -hmm. so there there's a lot of properties there that can be done justice um mm -hmm. and, and, and i talking about uh, dreamcast video and how there were certain games that yeah i think they've gone to the well a little too often with certain mm -hmm. uh with certain properties and mm -hmm. they've they, the ideas in them have been, can become stagnated to the point where even the hardcore are kind of going away from them. You saw this with Street mm -hmm. Fighter Five, where they gave you a bare bones game and the professional players stuck to it because, yeah, that's, this is what they're going to play. But the casuals mm -hmm. who loved it kind of like, where's the rest of the game? And when they gave you the rest mm -hmm. of the game, the quality was so far below even what you expect from, you know, from a, 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 a fighting game story mode that, it just it kind of fell off. Um, the same thing mm -hmm. with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Infinite, uh, by all accounts, is a great game fighting wise, but mm -hmm. the decision to go with the um, the art style that they went with, the fact that they're not having these classic characters that people are so used to having in these games, mm -hmm. at least at this point, not in the game, is something again mm -hmm. that's that's kind of dropping people's uh, interest in the game. I, I, okay, I just I just want to jump in on that one part of uh -huh. the Infinite. Um, I actually played it. I, I, if you look yesterday, I was on playing it last night. Um, mm -hmm. That's a Disney thing. It's not really oh, a yeah. Capcom thing. Um, and if you know what Disney is trying to do as far as killing Fox, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they killed the X Men not in there, right? Yeah. They killed all of the mutants in the comic books on purpose. Mm -hmm. um to to hurt fox's brand um because uh, if x-men is successful in the books mm -hmm. and any in mm -hmm. any other places then the movies will be successful and, and it's strategic and it's smart you devalue the property you pick the property up and then you build it back up mm -hmm. same thing with the fantastic four they did that on their own um mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the game is really good story mode is really good it's way better than the Street Fighter. I have the Street Fighter. It's stone cold. It's disgusting. Um, but <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's ice cold. It's ice cold. It was delivered <laughs> ice cold. It was DOA on arrival, and it, it did not resuscitate when it, when they send the DLC through. I don't care how many free things you send through. If your initial impression of a game is uh, of such, it's going to stay that way. Uh, but mm -hmm. back to the infinite. Give it a shot. 
Um, if you can, you know, play a demo, go to somebody's house, uh, share the game. Uh, the story mode really surprised me, and it was it was better than all of their other uh, story modes in the Capcom games. I really didn't think they had any. They were just, you know, fight here, fight, fight now. But this one actually has a cohesive story that goes and spreads across many hours. It, it is, but it's it's also super cheesy. I mean, yes! I, for, I forever laugh. There's, there's a moment where I straight straight up Ryu walks out of an Egyptian pyramid and says, huh? "Me and my research team were actually doing some seismic studies to make sure that this melding of universes was correct." And he's oh, wearing like no. his karate outfit, yes! like <laughs> seismic yes. reading my ass. Are you kidding me? Yes, yo, it is so campy. It is so campy. It is so B movie <laughs> cheesy. It is, it is absolutely script. all of that. Yes. Let's get script, script by Calvin. Yes, Calvin. No. Calvin, Calvin has the script, and he is doing a bang up job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move this. Okay. Over. So, Go ahead, Lazar. Yeah, so, my, my question to the Lords is: What do you guys think about this? Is, is Microsoft making a mistake by not at least giving Sunset Overdrive? To a chance to thrive on its system, and what do you think of the Capcom stuff? If that is the case, should they should they hop on that stuff, and what should they hop on if that's the case? Let the Dreamcast go in. Let I think you bring up a, a freaking extremely smart point, which is that if Microsoft does step in and at least buy a couple Capcom properties, if the rumors are true, they could capitalize that major. Like seriously, if they just came up and said, "Hey, do you want to see the first ever?" Western developed Mega Man. Let's make Mega Man Legends 3. You guys have been begging. It'll be a giant open world third person shooter, but with the still cartoony graphics you guys like, we're not going to make it gritty and weird. It's not going to be Gears of Mega Man. Um, <laughs> I, that could be a huge marketing push to them. That would be extremely valuable. But what more realistically, what I think is going to happen is before it even goes publicly on market, I bet they'll probably sell like. Uh, Mega Man and stuff to Nintendo, and then they'll open up the market and sell off like Onimusha to Sony and stuff. And I, I think they'll probably keep a couple properties that stay profitable. I think I think Capcom will always own Resident Evil, for example. But I mm. do think they're going to get picked apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah. Shout out to Love Megatron in the chat. He said, "Of course, we tell price at E3." Wow. It's, it's about, yeah, man. I mean, I'm with you, Lord Dreamcast, because it's like. I mean, the Sunset Overdrive thing is very, it's a weird one for me because, you know, I see what the chat, shout out to Lord Kaibatsu in the chat. It didn't, the first one didn't resonate with me, and, I, and shout out to the Press Star Podcast guys. We talked about this this week. I was on their show. Check them out. Great, great group of gamers. Had a lot of fun on that show. Um, basically, what we talked about is that, like, for example, I understand the importance of a game like Sunset Overdrive for Xbox. Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've complained many times. I call, you know, Microsoft sometimes to shoot a box and they fall into that, you know, rut of Big Mac, Large Fries and Shake with Gears, Forza and Halo. Right. We know those are successful. But a title like Sunset Overdrive, those would get different type of gamers onto the platform. And I think it's important. Now, of all the first title did not resonate with me specifically. I understand its uniqueness. I understand how important that is to the ecosystem. Right. And you can get when, when you get a game like that, that's different, that people love just for that type of genre. Sometimes they're on your platform like, oh, by the way, you guys got gears. All right. Let me check this out. You know, those are the type of games that kind of they don't necessarily have to be home runs off the, the jump, you know, but they kind of bring other games in. The second point to it, which has me really frustrated with the Insomniac situation in Sunset Overdrive is that, you know, when we've talked about this at nauseam, Lawsaw, we know it's like Microsoft has this tendency that when 
they do put out a new IP that they buy, like a rise or whatever, you know, because it doesn't, it's not a financial success out of the jump, they tend to fall away from it and there's no sequel. Whereas you have Sony where, I mean, for God's sake, there's a Knack 2 out right now. <laughs> let's, let's keep, you know, Knack got a sequel. But we you know why it got a sequel. Okay, I know with the Mark Cerny. I know you. I know you hate Lord Cerny. No, no, no. I'm not even gonna go on on Mark Cerny. We already know he's a snake oil salesman. But, um, <laughs> the, the but the fact of the matter is that game sold well. That was a launch game and a thin launch lineup. It sold well. Exactly. Yes, it did. True, true. But there, there's there's been instances in Sony, you know, where they've had titles that. No, again, we're not commercial successes with the first iteration, but they stuck with the franchise, reinvest, listen to what the, the feedback of the, the community is. That's all I want to see with Sunset. To me, it's pathetic that Insomniac is on Twitter e-begging for a publisher. Like, to me, <laughs> that's sad. Like, Microsoft, Phil, get on the phone. Like, come on. Like, there could be a ton of stuff they can do. It. That's just me on that. As far as the Capcom thing, you know, with, with Lord Dreamcast is saying, is just that, yeah, watch this video, and it, it just—it's really sad to see them in this, and they've made so many mistakes, you know. And it's—it's it's just crazy because like they had this tremendous history. I mean, we all grew up with Capcom, right? We've all—all mm -hmm. all these iconic franchises, you know. And it's pretty scary for me to hear about them going away—a world without no Capcom. That would be kind of scary. And I want to bring it back to the Lords to the round table as far as, you know, I know uh, Lord Dreamcast mentioned Microsoft. Um. How would you guys feel if either Nintendo or Sony jumped in? Like, who who do we feel it may be the best candidates if if these rumors are true? Well, um, okay. Well, this this is how I feel about it as far as the Capcom thing goes. Good for you. Good for you. Um, <laughs> good for you. It's good for you because you sat there and you took us for granted. Good for you because you did not put your your best foot forward at all times. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you because you uh, watered down a lot of IPs and you didn't uh, do like Nintendo does. Nintendo nurtures and holds their properties and they won't put it out until they feel it's the absolute best. Um, and sometimes if they look at a vision and it's going the wrong way, they reassess the vision and they put the games off for a period of time. But you're going to get a game and they're not going to water it down. They can put out a million Mario games that year, but not one of those games are watered down. Um, so they did that, but in the same vein, you got to look at Neo Geo, and you got to say, well, Neo Geo did the same thing, and look at Neo Geo's fate, right? So I can't uh, sit here and say, I'm feel sorry for Capcom. I don't. Um, now, wow, you heartless. No, no I, love I, for Capcom. I, I, I don't, because there's going to be life after this, and maybe they can rise from, like the phoenix from the ashes, but uh, like mm -hmm. uh, Lord Dreamcast guy said, I don't believe they're going to get rid of Resident Evil at all, because mm -hmm. the movie mm -hmm. franchises, no matter what you think, sells. It sells oh, like no, hotcakes, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep that property. All right, so that's money mm -hmm. in the bank there. They're, they can sell off uh, something like Mega Man. Mega Man fits uh, Nintendo's mold. Like he said, mm -hmm. I think they'll do a closed auction to Nintendo first on certain mm -hmm. IPs that fit the Nintendo ecosystem. And Mega Man is one mm -hmm. of them. Okay, so that goes there. Then you say um, some of the Japanese properties. This is where I, I don't think my, uh, Microsoft fits in at all. All right, um, because you say you look at the Japanese properties and you look at Omnimusha and you look at uh, other stuff like that. Resident Evil was off the table, so Omnimusha would actually go to Sony because didn't it debut on the Sony system? In my opinion, yes. It, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I, is it I that? 
I was gonna say, I, I think they even helped with publishing. So I think they could definitely right, yeah. walk in there and be like, like we we've done this song and dance. Here's a million. Thank you. I'll take it back. Thank you so much. It's ours. You know, this is it belongs here anyway. So if it's there, what's left for Microsoft? Mm. Um, and it well, does rising. Yeah, they're yeah. rising, right? They're, they're right. Three, and that's yeah, yeah. theirs. It's that'll be basically theirs. Um, mm. and and that will be something that they will say, okay, yeah, we give you X amount of bucks for this. Um, it's not mm. a super seller. It has its right. cult following, uh, like you right. know, super B movie. Um, Good point. and it it'll fit their type of thing. But in Microsoft's new philosophy, do mm. they go forward buying stuff? Is that going mm. to happen for Microsoft? And mm. I don't believe as much as faith as I got in Phil. I don't believe that fits inside Phil's philosophy. The mold, gotcha. Right. So yeah. then, so then, who do you think, Lord? Can I bring it back to you? Who do you think is the best candidate? Sony. For, okay, yeah. yeah. So, Sony, Sony's going to be big. They had a relationship with Street Fighter Five, right? Street yeah. Fighter Five was exclusive. Remember, Monster yeah. Hunter. Monster Hunter is is uh, although it's coming out for everybody, <laughs> it's being pushed and shown on the PS4. So is that mm -hmm. because of the install base? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely factors in. Yeah. All right, well, so now let, to Sun. Go, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say, keep, keep, I was gonna say, keep in mind that there is probably some behind the scenes bad blood between Capcom and uh, Sony because I was reading mm. a, a, a report that basically said that um, they wanted to cook. Uh, Street Fighter Five for another six months, but Sony, since they were paying their bills while they developed it, forced wow. him to release it in that really unfinished state. They apparently wow. the internal the that. internal memo was we need this out three full months before Evo. You need to have people playing this and interested in this mm. so we can have million dollar tournaments for this. So basically, mm. even though Capcom was like, we know this is not done, we literally have like drawings for the cutscenes. This is not done. Mm. Apparently, Sony walked in there and said, "Well, that's a goddamn shame. I'm paying your rent and it's." going on store shelves. Mm. There we go, baby. It's interesting you say that because I do remember, like I said, it was a huge uproar in the fighting community because of its unfinished state. But it's like you said, I do remember the Evo, that time frame Wasn't matches up. Wasn't they playing it on PCs at Evo? Uh, yes, well, and, and it was really weird. It was very behind closed doors. They weren't having yeah. a lot of open stage events. It was very much like a camera crew in like a Sony yeah. studio. It was a very controlled state. Very weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that Evo. It was very, very weird. Um, and it, it might lend credence to what you're saying here that you know Sony pushed uh pushed them out into the streets and they wasn't ready. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds so. And they got hit by a yeah. car. That's good for them. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh this is what happens. This oh is what God, happens when you don't share the wealth. If you'd have put it on Microsoft and it would have been for everyone instead of trying to get the money back, then maybe it would have turned out better. It didn't. Bye. I am surprised that that never went multi-plat. I, I must admit, yeah. I, I was. I thought eventually like it would be like a super Street Fighter Deluxe Alpha version. Yeah. Microsoft they, probably they, passed. <laughs> well, no, so Sony Sony bought the rights. Sony bought the rights wow. to Street Fighter V and bought exclusivity. And they said, okay, you're allowed to release it on PC, but it can never go to an Xbox platform ever. So wow. because so of the so wording serious. of that contract, we may see a Street Fighter V Ultimate Kamehameha Edition on Switch. <laughs> but yep. I don't. I don't think it can ever legally exist on an Xbox console until that contract expires. Wow, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, let's get lost while he's been quiet and get a chance to get yeah, his feelings on right. all this news about Insomniac and 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 you know with Sunset Overdrive two and and you know possible rumors demise of Capcom. Where do, where do you stand with this, Lost It's it's a lot to take in. I, I really didn't look too much into the details of this, but hearing from you guys, it sounds like it's it's a real uh, nightmare for a lot of different a lot of different people. 
But um, mm. you know, I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil series, and to, yes, to think you love you know, Resident Evil, yeah, to think that there might not be another one that kind of hurts. But at the same time, I know that there would be someone that would grab that mantle. That's such a big, mm -hmm. such a big series, as you said. I mean, they could even keep that and hold that as one of their only IPs, and they could probably still do well. Uh, I think, mm -hmm. I think that maybe what what could transpire with a lot of the things that you guys are talking about is there might be a lot of a lot of different developers that might pick up the the intellectual mm -hmm. properties and actually run them and and actually do something that the fans love because you, you never really mm -hmm. know. I mean, it's it's a lot like, um, I mean, Sonic with Sega. I mean, I wish Sega would just release like get. It's like let somebody else else pick up Sonic. Just, Be careful, you got Dreamcast guy here. Be careful. I don't know. I, you will, I mean, I love yeah. Sonic and I love Sonic Adventures, but the Sonic 06, uh, post Sonic yeah. 06, it was terrible. Yeah, it's been terrible. So it's interesting. Just on the note, I don't know if y'all know this, but do you know the the guy who made Sonic Mania was actually he made a bunch yes. of fan games, and mm -hmm. Sega yes. basically had a choice of suing him or hiring. They were like, okay, he's yes, and they chose to hire him. That, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's and, I heard the story. Side. That's amazing. That's better it's than what so Blizzard cool. did. God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, you know, we 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 went over that in such detail, and I am so happy and proud of him with his due diligence and his his, his determined his dexterity when it came mm -hmm. to pushing his vision. And I'm I am so I, that's why I got the ultimate edition of it because I wanted to make sure. Yeah, the one with the Genesis. Yeah, oh, so you put it on Twitter and, and posted oh, I that. Like, Damn, I should have went physical for that one. That, yeah. I mean, that. Well, you didn't yeah. get a physical copy. Um, they gave no, you a digital um for it, but you got the physical uh replica. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, sh I didn't know that. I, sh I had no yeah. idea I would have done it. I'm, I totally would have done that. I'm gonna get a disc on it. But um, as far as mm. Sunset Overdrive two, this is this Talk is the problem with with Microsoft, and you're gonna continue to see this problem with Microsoft, right? Um, mm. you have Phil, who's basically dipping and dodging and moving and moving on the squares that he can move. He sees the squares that are lit up. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to avoid the pitfalls. They give him a certain amount of money. Now, mm -hmm. he has to say to himself, do I go with this failed IP? Now, this has burnt you already, or do I move mm -hmm. forward and go that's, with this IP? You're talking pure business. You're right? talking pure business. I, I have to concede right. from a financial standpoint. What you're saying makes sense. It, it, it wasn't a commercial success initially. Really. Not at all. And, and listen, when they touted Insomniac Games, everybody was like, oh, oh, now the problem with that is Insomniac Games, this Jet Set Grind Radio type of thing that was that was far out of their wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. If you would have gave me a buddy game as like a Ratchet and Clank, a Jack and Dexter type of game, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it would have excelled to the point and sold more and met people's expectations mm -hmm. of the Insomniac brand. Now, I know mm -hmm. you're going to say uh, there's other games that they made that are different, but what they made the wheelhouse in was these type of games. And when this game was so different, it took people aback. Some people was like, I don't really know about that game right there. Now, me, I purchased the game. I love the game. I wish Microsoft would pick it up, but do I have any hopes of them picking it up? Not at all. And from what I hear, the game is at least 75% done they're just looking mm -hmm. for publishers and a little bit more backing to finish it up mm -hmm. and close out the game got you real quick for, to lord solves uh point so what what do you think ultimately happens let's start with sunset like what do you think happens with them lord Solve? 
I think ultimately they get picked up by some third party publisher and the game goes third party as, as would make most financial sense. I, I would love to see it back on Microsoft's platform. Again, maybe a game that can uh, start to really push uh, Phil's game pass narrative about breaking up these titles and maybe kind of financially spreading out the, the cost of this stuff to, to, to have these games live on these systems um but i you know that's that's pie in the sky i honestly think yeah. somebody's gonna pick it up and it'll be on everything and that, that'll be fine <laughs> we'll still get to play it um i think yeah. another reason if, if it, other publishers are kind of holding out on not picking it up is the fact that you're picking up a sequel to an ip that you can't get the original for uh -huh. so mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's a question of bringing a sequel onto a system that has that people who own that system may have no prior knowledge of the original game, and then you don't have you don't have a basis for people having interest in it apart from it being an Insomniac thing. And when Insomniac coming out with Spider-Man probably this coming year, it's it doesn't make any sense to sort of dilute that message. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, absolutely. Your yeah, logic has what do you ultimately think happens with the Sunset Overdrive situation and uh, and Capcom? It, it's hard to say what may end up happening is uh, it could end up being where they hand it off to another team because <clears throat> what a lot of people forget is that that studio is incredibly tiny and Somniac Games, excuse me, <clears throat> and Somniac Games is actually one of the smallest studios in the business. They have a lot of trouble even making one game at once, let alone two games at once. And like mm -hmm. you just said, they're really, really deep into spider-man right now so it could just be very much of like they end up giving the ip temporarily to somebody whether it be microsoft sony or nintendo it'd be like okay you have full permission we'll give you like 30 people from the original team to make sure it stays as core to the original feel but we can't even help you with it so i i honestly think that that's a very strong possibility as we see a sunset overdrive 2 but it's very different still awesome still funny but also polished and very different Shout out to Lord Kiss moves in the chat. He's dropping gems in there. He's saying that he's saying that he's thinking the Capcom will not be sold. He's also saying Sunset Overdrive Two will be published by Five Hundred Five as a multiplat. That would be hmm. dude. That, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say if that's real, that is the best possible move because that's one of these where a series like that deserves mass attention, but you need mm -hmm. it on every console so that everybody can be promoting it. And yeah, that that would be such yeah. a great win. Oh, we gotta get you back on the show, man. You dropping jump bombs. I hope that's true. I hope that's true, man. That would that would actually be cool. You know, I, I, like I said, Sunset Overdrive wasn't my cup of tea, but I don't want to see the thing go away. And like I said, if Microsoft can't get it, then doesn't want you know doesn't want doesn't look at it as a financial success like Lord King is saying. Then hey, by all means, go multi-plat let let this thing continue to live. You know. So that's what I got on that. If any of the lords got anything else between uh, Insomniac and Capcom, or we should or we ready to move on. Let's move. Let's move. Yeah, move I'm, taking, yeah, I'm taking the move. <laughs> so we got Lord Swat back in the building. And uh, mm -hmm. as you know, we, a lot of us are Destiny guys here. And uh, that PC drop launch uh, came out this week. So uh, Lord Swat, tell us about your experience with that. You know, um, I, I, we have a lot of people on RP Twitter asking, you know, about the PC experience and, you know, that uncapped goodness. So uh, Lord mm -hmm. Swat, tell us talks about your experiences before with it. I had a lot of uh, very good experiences with it and I had a lot of very bad. Uh, so far, like one of the best things is that the game just looks phenomenal. The game looks and mm. the frame rate, it's very smooth. My favorite, mm. my absolute favorite thing is that the aim assist is finally gone. I can finally, you know, 
aim aim at one enemy, shoot at that enemy. If someone runs across the screen on on PvP, I'm not I'm not dragging my my reticle back mm-hmm. to the person I almost had I almost had down. Uh, so and also the aim assist actually does really make it feel a lot smoother because I don't feel the jumpiness when with a lot of enemies in one room. I don't feel the jumpiness pulling me to to aim down the enemies. Um, you know, uh, one of the worst things that I had with it is the text chat. The text chat is mm. it's only whispers between <laughs> between fire team, uh, PvP team, and clan mates. Uh, and oh, I think uh, friends, people on your friends list is uh, for Blizzard as well. But um, it's it's very limited, and there's I, I had a lot of issues, especially during PvP, because someone on your team might actually give you a call out every once in a while and tell you, oh, hey, there's someone behind you. But you have to mm-hmm. actually switch over to the team chat to actually look at that. <laughs> wait a minute, back, all right. So wait, back, back to some lost wife. So mm-hmm. coming from, coming from a console peasant perspective, so you have to mm-hmm. educate me. <laughs> now, you're being to tell me there's no built-in chat interface. Like there's no there's no party chat. Like I know what I know it's been a big issue with the third party apps and Discord. I mean, like having overlays and stuff like that's been disabled. I know people are getting banned and stuff like that for having that, but. You mean to tell me in game, like people, it, it, there's no chat interface? Uh, like voice chat? Or... Yeah, like let's say we wanted to do a strike or, or you know, together or, you know, whatever. Like, how, how do we set that up? How would we go about setting up in game with, with, with what's provided, so to speak? Nothing. That's the thing. <laughs> there's nothing. God damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. The, Switch like, I would have to. We would actually have to try to meet in in the tower. We'd have to try to actually see each other in the tower and send that invite in game. That's the only way to do wow. it in game. I, like I said, you have to have it as a, someone on your friends list, and you have to be able to whisper them. But if it's your first time wow. jumping on, like it's yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And it's you know, I, I actually just got like just before I, I was finished playing yesterday, I got an invite to a clan. And that was just mm-hmm. because they saw me in the tower. They saw I was over a certain light. And they just sent me an invite. And so I, mm-hmm. I figured, why not? I'll join. I'll see what the clan is like. Um, I have not received any messages prior. It's just, wow. just dead. Just dead silence. There's nothing. I don't know who's in the clan. I can't see because the clan system is bugged a lot like on the Xbox and PS4, where when you jump into the clan, you can't. it just shows the scrolling wheel. Um, they had a few a few <laughs> little little bugs in here and there. Uh, I had it. I had instances where uh, enemies and missions they would just they would just be stomping the ground. They wouldn't be shooting. They'd just be stomping. You just run right. You just run right through. Um, <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Headbangers. Uh, <laughs> You're painting a very happy picture right now. I'm not enthused right now. Like you gotta get me hype right now. Talk to me. Another, I heard another this weird was 4K one. 60 goodness. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I, mean, uh, I, have, I have a 1080. There come other I people I see that they talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a 1080 a 1080 monitor that has a 1440 super scaling, which it does look great. Yes. Uh, like I said, the the 60 frames per what second. That frame actually, What's that frame rate you're running? What's that frame running? I'm usually running yeah. unrestricted, just because with uh, with like patrols, they're so big, they're so expansive. I you know my graphics card isn't you know it's not a Nvidia 1080. It's it's a, it's a <laughs> Radeon RX 480. It's and it runs it very well. It's just in the patrols where I want my field of view to be very, very far. I'm seeing, you know, uh, mainly about 40 to 60 in patrol areas. You know, it's, it's pretty varied basically on how far I can actually see. 
But uh, with mm. it trying to run restricted 60, I get a lot of choppiness. So I actually running on restricted, it feels a lot better. In lost sectors, I see the biggest frame rate drop. I'm, I'm usually around like 120 plus uh, okay. on frame rate just because they're so small. But, uh, you know, Crucible is very smooth, uh, like 50 to 70 frame rates. Uh, very nice. You know, I, I definitely love uh, just just how PvP feels on the PC. Mm. It feels a lot different. Yeah, I even heard it's a different meta, too. Yeah, like the meta is even a little different based on the feel of the game. The thing is, without having the aim assist, not every gun is going to is It doesn't have the same feeling as, as console. Whereas, you know, mm. a hand cannon always fires like this, you know, every hand can, can almost feel similar because you're always kind of hitting the same spots. And that's actually another thing with uh, the PVE is when I played on the console, it felt like mm-hmm. I was just, you know, I heard Time Magazine say, you, you know, you're running through a room filled with balloons and you're fighting them with a nail gun. And, that's, <laughs> and that was exactly how it felt. In the PC version, you're not locked into the aspect of always locking onto the head just when you aim down. And the fact mm-hmm. is in PC, because you're not doing that, you're not always getting the precision damage. So when you have 10, 20 enemies running at you and you know, you're know you not hitting precision shots and getting that one hit kill on every shank, suddenly it does feel a little bit more difficult. And I do, I do really enjoy that. Because um, I really wanted a little bit more of a difficult uh, you know, play, playing ability on, on on Destiny 2 and the console didn't feel like it had that. Uh, okay. So so overall of- right now, I'm sorry, yeah, overall right now, great uh, graphical presentation. You yeah. know, your only grabs right now, just like, you know, they got to get the, the chat, the social aspects. <laughs> you I'm said out. everything else is garbage, but <laughs> it looks <laughs> nice. No, I did <laughs> I didn't feel that on the console. I feel that on the PC, and that actually did make me feel a little bit better about jumping on and playing because it didn't just feel like uh, I'm walking through a mission trying to trying to get my my you know participation bonus or going through PvP <laughs> waiting for my token. Oh, you know I'm I wouldn't be playing this patrol because I'm really just sitting here doing the same thing and it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. You know gotcha. I'm just waiting for my token so I can get my my little chess piece or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, now you weren't one of the. A quick question for you: You weren't one of those unlucky people who received the ban hammer from Bungie. I heard there was a big <laughs> rumor going on. You know, a lot of people with third-party apps that even presents overlays. The way Lord Drink has, like the way the Battle.net has it set up, I believe it was very restrictive to not allow any code to be entered in the game so that they oh, would yes. automatically, yeah, like kind of so try no to... no mods of any kind, of any variety, instant ban, right? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. So there was like a, a lot of false ban hammers going out initially <laughs> on launch, from what I understand, but they Jeez. did like they get that that rectified. Now, let me bring it to you, Lord Dreamcast, and I'll bring it back to Lord Swat. Um, obviously, we're Destiny guys. I'm assuming you're not a <laughs> Destiny guy. But, um, I... I I, I am. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was the question? No, no. Continue. Oh, you, you, you surprised me. Uh, continue. So, so I did not like Destiny One very much. I when I initially reviewed it, I gave it a six out of ten because I felt like mm-hmm. even though it was so uh, had such great gameplay, such good aiming, such tight controls, it was just mm-hmm. such an empty treadmill of the same yes. guys walking up. Destiny Two fixed a lot of the problems. I think I ended up giving it an eight, and I was really, really impressed mm-hmm. with the fact that. The dungeon layouts were better. The guns felt a little more fair. The way loot systems worked. There were so many like uh, genuine, what do they call it? Uh, uh, improvement of life. Like just yes. generally playing the game smoother. And I liked that so nice. much. 
My problem is that I'm still not a big fan of the rating. Uh, a bunch of my real life friends are obsessed with the rating and they'll actually pull me in there because I'm light level 272. So they'll just okay. pull me into raids occasionally so that I can try it. And I am just always like, I don't know. They're, they don't, it's they're like too complicated. I never thought I'd actually say that, but they're too complicated. Like, okay, you stand on this button and I'm going to run this <laughs> touchdown over here right as this giant monster comes out and pees on us. So you shoot it. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's too much. I feel like at the time, like it's, it's someone basically it's laying on the bathers. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it feels like trying to pull off a giant bank heist, but I don't even get a good paycheck at the end. <laughs> Analogy. Listen, Lord GK, I hear where you're coming from. You know, Lord King can attest that like I was terrified of the raids. I would never do them the original destiny. And he's like, Don't worry, I got you. It was the quarter raid. He dragged me in. He's like, You sit in that corner and just do XYZ. Shout out to Lord Sinister also. Those are those are guys we raid with consistently. And it's one of those things that I think like it's a shame because if you have it on Xbox, dude, dude we will run you through, Lord Drake. Like we we've got it down to a side. <laughs> And it's one of those things that, yeah, I do recommend like, you get your light level up a little bit higher, you know, so mm -hmm. this way you can take a little bit more damage and actually deal a little bit more damage. But, like, once you get the first one under your belt, so to speak, and you're with a team, like I said, shout out to Channel 5, shout out to, you know, Badger G, all you guys that's, that's rating all our affiliates, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, look, like, it is one of the best cooperative experiences in gaming, the raid. And again, like shout out to Lord Attic. I know he's not here right now. Like shout out to Edgar. He's like, we need to escort drink. Like you've got to experience your first raid. You've got to <laughs> I, do it. All right. I, I pinky promise here on all that the Lord's hold dear. I will give, we'll do a solid raid now. My man, Lord GK, we got to give you a shout, man. We got to give you a shout because, um, yeah, if you, if you do, like I said, most, the majority of our clan, we're, we're most on Xbox, but it's one of those things like we we've got guys that are like machines you know lord king you know what i mean like lord i run Dad. that nightfall on prestige at least 15 20 times a week they know all the tricks all the strategies to get that light level up right mm -hmm. and once you're up and you're in your first raid and like i said what, what i what i like what they do which I, what I love our squad is that they really simplify it like just worry about this aspect. Just do this. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. You know, like as even Lord King can tell you, like the gauntlet. I was messing up a thousand times. He's like, no, shoot the bottom. I shoot the top. When this mm -hmm. happens, I'm like, okay, I got. Like so, just, I guess what it is is you just stick with one specific role, and then as mm -hmm. you do more and more of them, then you kind of get to expand. You get your confidence up. Oh, okay, now I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm doing it from this perspective. Now I get it. Okay, and then you understand, like you said, the bank heist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. trusting your 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 partner to do what you said he was going to do. That's all. Yes. It's like you yes. have to have absolute confidence that he's going to get his job done. Don't worry about nobody else's job, but yeah. your Just job. Focus on one job. That's how. That's what got me through it. And then from there, they became really enjoyable. And this one is really, it's really a good rate. Mm -hmm. you know, kind of but okay, so you do play this. We got we got to get Lord Gene Cast on some Xbox. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we gotta, sir. We got to get him over, man. We got to get him over. But back back to uh, Lord Swat real quick. So um, as far as the PC now, there's a big thing going on in the, in the community right now that I want to ask you. I know Digital Foundry mm -hmm. has touched this. You know, I know the PC requirements and the rigs, you know, are out there. And the big mm -hmm. rumor going on, shout out to Lord Randall Thor. He just put a video out. You know, obviously we know that PlayStation has the marketing rights with Destiny 2. And mm -hmm. we know that as far as the Xbox One X enhancements, 
they have been very mum. They have not, they keep saying we cannot talk about these enhancements at this time. You know what I mean? Shout out to Digital Foundry, who's actually been trying to dig with uh, one of the Bungie devs as far as, um, you know, just seeing what the Xbox One X might be capable of. Now, I wanted to ask you, Lord Swap, because you've played in it, and I'm assuming you're playing at uncapped frame rate and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, in your estimation, you're the tech lord. Like in your estimation, do you think maybe we 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 know they've come out with the official statement that Bungie said 4K 30 is consoles, right? Mm -hmm. But now we're yeah. seeing with the Xbox One X and X enhanced list coming out, we're seeing a lot of games like Gears have a performance mode, right? Where it's 1080p 60, right? Yeah. We're seeing Ark, we're seeing Rise of the Tomb Raider when they show these Xbox One X enhanced lists. Do you think there's a chance at maybe 1080p 60 as opposed to 4K 30? Or do you think based on what you see, mm, it's too CPU bound, you don't think they might be able to pull it off? What, I'm going to the tech lord himself, Lord Swat, what's going on? I think it's more likely they can do 1080 60 than they could ever do 4K 60. Uh, gotcha. I mean, like 4K right now, it's a big it's a big thing because it's, it's really, it's so many, I think, what is it? Is it four times? Sovereign, help me out here. Is it four times or is it eight times more? Uh, higher resolution than four. Than, uh, it's four. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, it's it's really you know you need you, at the same time if you get if you're running, uh, you know, so well at at 1080, you you almost need like four times the amount of CPU power in terms of that. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you really need so much in there. And right now, I don't I don't see the GPU capabilities within the Xbox One, even mm -hmm. though they do have it built right into the CPU and that that mode of transfer, uh, you know, the, the transformation. The GPU is capable, it's the CPU that isn't because the game the is CPU bound. Um, yes. The calculations yeah. and the particle effects and the, um, the, what, the triple anti-aliasing, that is all mm -hmm. CPU bound, plus the algorithms that they give the um, NPCs. So yeah. um, that is the only bottleneck within the system because when I run it on PC, I see exactly what um, what is using PC performance and what is using GPU performance. It's using yeah, more PC CPU performance opposed to yeah. using my GPU because I have mm -hmm. dual 1080s. I blaze okay. that game. I run 4K mm -hmm. 80 frames per second no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I see when it's uh, when we get into open areas, it gives a heavy CPU hit, and I notice it because the CPU is using eighty to ninety percent of my CPU. I have a i seven, i seven, um, <laughs> all right, and it's an i seven extreme, I think, inside of it. So for it to do that on that, and and you would think the the equivalent on the Xbox One X is like an i three. So, yeah, uh, overclock? So, um, nah. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question because lost, both of you, Lost Swat and Lord King, you know, obviously we were at E3 this year. Yeah. You two had that exclusive Thanks NVIDIA Swat. access. Lord King, you were very premium at, at E3. Yeah, so you yeah, that was were the nice first story. to see Destiny 2 4K 60 goodness. Can, can you tell me, like, what was the what was the setup they were running them on, uh, if, if you know? 1080s. Yeah, they're ten, they're 1080 Ti's with I think i7 7700s, and mm, they ran wow. very smooth. They were very nice. Uh, funny thing is, uh, King David, is that that actually the the one of the big differences that I see is that since I'm running an, an octa-core Vishera, I'm actually right. seeing a much less of a you know hit on my CPU. I'm only seeing my CPU running about like 
40, you know, 40% up, you know, utilization at times and only like maybe 19 to 20, 21 to 23 degrees Celsius on my heat. Obviously right. I have a, I have a water cooler. Uh, now one thing is, are you seeing like, uh, do you see over 50% of your GPU utilization? And do you know what? Well, remember, because... I'm using it. I'm doing it in 4K. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's much sorry, different. That's yeah. true. Right. When I put it in 10, 10, 10, 1080, uh, it, the frame rate is ridiculous. It, it, yeah. it says something stupid like 200 frames per second, whatever the hell. Right. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it caps at 200. It, the yeah, game doesn't go past 200. Something nuts like that. <laughs> and... um. Mm. At uh, 1080p, it's it's crazy because your little utilization of the CPU is so below. Yeah. Um, it's like it's not using it at all. But the moment I put it to 4K, it like doubles or triples the utilization of the CPU. That is that's where the bottlenecks come in at. So yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's CPU bound. Lord Lord Sal, I want to get you in on this. Um, you know, obviously you, you you're destined to an on console. Um, do you think there's a shot or do you think the marketing deal still plays into this whole bit as far as the Xbox One X enhancement that should be coming soon? Where, where, where are you at with that whole situation? I mean, I certainly feel that the the marketing deal, as much as people say those deals don't affect these things, they obviously do. Um, you're not holding back specs or not talking about specs because you feel like it. Like There's no reason not to unless there's there's something coming from a, a third party telling you, no, you hold off on this. So uh, to me, it seems obvious that something is coming um, mm -hmm. and we'll know when the X drops, what, what that is. Um, right. 1080, again, there were, there were games that I, you know, the fact that with, with gears that they just announced the 1080, mm -hmm. I mean, these are things that are just coming out, coming to light now. Arc Survival right. Evolved announced 1080-60 mode. So, because exactly. what it is, what it is, Lord Dreamcast is for us Xbox One. Probably that's our most preferred platform here, right? Mm -hmm. On on the round table. But the um the thing is, a lot of the Xbox and the Microsoft communities are like, look, this 4K stuff is great, right? But some people are like, look, I don't have a 4K TV. So then that's when they I noticed they've been kind of promoting super sampling a lot, saying that mm -hmm. you still see an improvement. But the other thing that people are saying is like, hey. We don't really care for the 4K, but if you give us 60 frames with a less resolution, you know, that they're, they're fine with that. And it looks like mm -hmm. a couple of these earlier titles that we're seeing on this list, like I said, Arcs available, Gears, they just announced a performance mode, a 1080, 60 mode, you know. So the hope is that maybe that either through a patch later on or, you know, down the road that if, if possible, they can provide, give the Xbox One X these kind of options to make it more attractive to, let's be honest, because the 4K market still hasn't taken off all the way. It's, we're in the, the early stages of it, right? Not everyone yeah. has a 4K TV, so to speak. But I feel at least I, I agree with the community in this sense that that's a great marketing point to say hey if you don't got 4k boom we got a 60 frame per second mode for you and you got super sampling i think that would be cool what, what do you think about that that whole mindset of the community it, it's really smart and in a way very much this whole thing right now and it's kind of been dawning on me over the last couple of weeks is this feels like 
uh, PlayStation 2, where it's like they come out with this new technology. And remember, the early PlayStation 2 games with DVD technology actually mm-hmm. were just normal PlayStation discs because yes. they just weren't making that big of games originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a while, then it became like, okay, now the technology has fully caught up to what our gadget can do. And I think it's the same thing here. Of like, buy this 4K-capable device, and as all the studios actually start updating their projects to be mm-hmm. 1080p or uh, 60 frames a second or 4k compatible you already have it in your living room it makes it where like the people who bought it just on a whim or got it as a christmas mm-hmm. gift are now going to be 10 times more die hard and the people who didn't jump bar- on board initially are going to be heavily swayed over of being like man i went over to my friend's house and his game looked completely different and we're playing through the same game so i think this is this is future proofing in the smartest way right now Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, think any, mm-hmm. I, think, I think anything you can do to get that game to 60 frames per second on console, you should do. Regardless, I mean, if you apply some sort of dynamic resolution scaling like you have with Halo 5, like whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, do what you need to do to get that game to 60 frames per second on that console. And trust me, the people will flock to it. Here's a question. Now, what if they just didn't advertise it mm-hmm. as being 60 locked? What if they just said, oh, we'll let you run it unrestricted? Hey, I don't as care if it, yeah. As, yeah, as, it. <laughs> yeah, as where, <laughs> they do that. wherever the frame rate drops, that's where it is. I think they, they, I think that's a big, a big opportunity right there, too, because, I mean, then... You know, you could tell people, I mean, then people could have the choice of running unrestricted on, you know, maybe 4K would be restricted to 30 just to, to keep it, you know, stable, but then to throw it on 1080 and say, oh, yeah, run it unrestricted, because obviously you could do 4K 30, it can definitely do, you know, 1080, basically anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I would hope so. I would hope so. You want to jump in before we move on? No, no that's it. Yeah, man, I would hope so. I mean, that, that's the only thing, like I said, because I feel that, again, in the Xbox community, there's a lot of people who I see who are very interested in the X, but again, they're like, hey, I don't have a 4K TV right now, so it's really not a priority. Shout out to Brad Podcast and those guys. You know, he's one of the guys that I respect, and he, you know, he said that, like, hey, I just don't have the need for it right now, but down the road. But I think if you offer these frame per second modes, and, you know, they really, I think that could be a huge sale, and I think Microsoft could really take advantage of that if, you know, they, they start promoting those options, you know, as far as Xbox One X and That's games. what it seems like they're doing. It seems like every game that they talked about on their list has a quality mode um, mm-hmm. and a frame per second mode. So, it, trust me, it's, the, the source is in. Uh, the CPU is going to take control anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to get less, uh, you know, chugs here and there or mm-hmm. less graphical uh, glitches when you do overlays. It's, it's a better experience. From what I've seen, a lot of stuff that they've been running, uh, I try not to look at too many people's unboxings and impressions because I want to be wild myself when I unbox mm-hmm. my stuff. But um, from what I've been seeing from the early uh, fortunate few, Shout out to you guys. Uh, you yeah. are blessed. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. Trust. Certain people in the community are upset. Don't say that. <laughs> listen, they, listen. I, I would put in their feelings that they didn't I, get Xbox with X's and they feel their supporters. That's that's yes. a funny thing in the community right now. Shout out to my man Tim Dog, who should have had one. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It's certain people that sh- definitely have it. There's certain people that shouldn't have it because they're, they're Microsoft <laughs> haters. I know. I know what goes on in these streets. Just because I'm not, I, I, I want to comment though. I want to comment. Yeah, you, you need to comment on that because I, I, I don't appreciate that. Uh, but I know what Phil is doing. 
I, That's I, what I'm saying. See, you got, I'm going to give you your, your guy, Phil Spence. I'm going to give you a guy yeah. credit. The reason why I understand a lot of the Xbox community guys, let me just give Logic Cast the, the, the context. <laughs> Apparently, um, there's been a lot of people have been getting the Xbox One X early. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people in the, in the community that are hardcore have been pretty vocally upset because I guess the people who receive these, you know, Xbox One X were very kind to the Xbox One in the, as far as their review during the mm-hmm. early stages of the cycle. So, you know, what's happening is you have people like, hey, you guys, these guys bash the brand. You know, we're the guys that got our flag out. We rep this hard. Like, we should have got it. And I understand that. I understand the emotional aspect of it. Like, you know, a guy that was bashing a product that you, you know, you really support and you've been championing gets it ahead of you. But at the other time, you got to look at it like this. And I always told this about Lord Saul is remember when Xbox One X, I thought was genius. They gave a console reveal to digital foundry. Mm-hmm. I thought that was genius. And the reason why is because let's be honest, when digital foundry comes on, Lord Drink has Richard Ledbetter, he does that British voice, it's very, very smooth. <laughs> and he reviews your frame rate and he tells you how it drops and it spiked. And a lot of the Xbox One versions versus the PlayStation version, it did not compete, right? The PlayStation version mm-hmm. of a multi-platform game tended to 80% of the time resolution better or what have you, right? So to me, when Microsoft did that, to me, that showed ultimate confidence in the product, right? I'm going to give it to one of our harshest critics for them to review it, to have this exclusive story. And the way I look at it, and shout out to Porter Rock 77 He's got a good video out right now, y'all. Y'all got to check him out. I got to get him on the show. Is that he actually said it. Like, it doesn't benefit them, like, to give it to the because you know, ultimately, these guys are Xbox guys. They're going to love the product, right? They're giving you, it to the choir, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You have to get the people who are on the fence, who didn't necessarily like the product, to say, you know what? This Xbox One X might not be too bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how yeah. you kind of change things around. But what do you think about this, Lord Dreamcast? Because this is a hot cool. topic, and I'm going to add this to the end of the show. But what do, what do you think about that, that whole mindset? I, I think a lot of people kind of forget that uh, companies usually choose the people very strategically who they want yes. to have their product. Like, um, well, an interesting thing, um, they when they were giving out Nintendo Switches, obviously, earlier this year, they gave some to the really big guys, but they also gave a lot to the really, really small YouTubers and stuff who were like mm-hmm. 10, 15,000 subs, like something that normally wouldn't even get a free game. And that's because they're trying to really get this, uh, what they call in the business, a temperature. They want to get a bunch of people so they get a, what they consider a fair average. So it could just be that they wanted to give some to the Xbox haters and see if they could win them over and some to the really hardcore Xbox channels who they know are going to give it a 10 out of 10. Like I myself, mm-hmm. actually, I talked to, to Microsoft trying to get one and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I actually specifically mm-hmm. said like, hey, I'm Dreamcast guy. I get like a million views a month. I'd like to check this mm-hmm. out. And they were like, uh, actually, we're, we just ran out unfortunately but all my friends <laughs> all my friends in canada got one so it's one of the things where yeah. i think they're i think they're being very careful with like making yeah. sure they get a very fair skew mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point that's a good point and, and to your defense i mean you actually came out with a video recently about why you know you feel like the switch and the xbox one why do they get hated on you know what i mean i i, I always looked at you as a balanced voice so i think they yeah. i think honestly i don't think you should take it anyway because they look at you as one of those I don't, I don't want to say call you a filthy neutral or something like that, but <laughs> like you, you have a balanced perspective. Like, and of course, filthy neutral. That's, that's normal. That, that's, that's, like, that normal is demonized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? So I got to shut you up here. Yeah, don't I, I feel like I feel like as a good reviewer, you have to be extremely neutral. I feel like I always say like a, a good reviewer can walk into a game they hate, and if it's good, give it a good review. Whereas like a bad reviewer, but like, no, I hate God of War, and even though this new God of War is a masterpiece, I'm giving it a two out of ten. So a lot of times I try and I review stuff on every console. I own every console. I play every console. That way I can look at every console evenly. Facts, facts, facts. Mm-hmm. Lewis, what, Lewis, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, your feelings on that whole the Xbox. The Mark community a little upset at uh at uh at failing these guys or for giving out these uh, systems. I mean, it's there. There's a limited supply. It's 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 pre you know release. They mm-hmm. they need a certain amount that's going to be going to the public. But you know these guys are going to be buying an Xbox One X anyway. And, right. That's the and key. I mean, you, you're I'm 100 percent with you. You know you got to take you got to go out and to really provide that you know, this voice of, hey, this is actually going to be something worth taking a look at. You have to go and find these people that didn't champion the project the product, the project and the product and all that. You have to go and, and let them feel it for themselves and say, hey, actually, this this is good enough that it sways me. And when people mm-hmm. read that, see that, they'll say, you know what, if it if it swayed this person that, that I love, I respect and I look up to, he's always been championed the PS4 or the or this other brand. You know, suddenly he said that this is actually better maybe i should actually consider it mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a different perspective all right let's go um they looked at your email they looked at it linked to amazon they looked at it linked to best buy or whatever you know when you pre-ordered and um if you know if you're a youtuber or you have a channel or twitter or whatever and they seen if you pre-ordered it now if you are uh you know a hater of it, you wasn't getting it anyway. Now, why send it to somebody who already pre-ordered it anyway? Right. right? Send it to somebody who wasn't going to get it, who didn't. Yeah. You know, or if they were going to get it, they were going to get it later after you know mm-hmm. the price drop. Because I heard crazy stuff like right. that. The people who were kind of yeah, like on the on, fence, on the fence like, guys, yeah, I get it later. Right. Yeah. And those guys that can actually say, "Well, I got it, and it's more than I expected." And, you know, I don't have a 4K television, but what it's doing for super sampling, it's incredible. And push those guys to the front to change the narrative that's in the streets right now. Because remember what I tell you, people tend to say things that aren't true. But if you say it enough and you get enough people saying it, a lot of people believe you. So when you change the narrative of what's going on with Microsoft, because everybody's mm-hmm. talking about, oh, Microsoft is failing. What are you talking about? It's not failing. But if you got enough people saying it, people perceive it to be that way, and right. it might happen. Microsoft, exactly. Microsoft's doing just fine. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. I heard you say I, I think public consensus was what killed the PSP early on. People were like, the PSP has no games. Everyone used to yeah. just call it the mm-hmm. got no games headline. And even though I actually, I own hundreds of PSP games. It's one of my favorite game consoles to collect for, handhelds to collect for. And it, mm-hmm. But man, it sunk it. As soon as people started being like, yeah, I'm interested in the PSP, but it doesn't have any games. And people say that about Xbox One all the time now. Like, I want to get an Xbox One, but there's just no games. Like, are you high? They just came yeah. out with Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> the, the PSP thing. The PSP thing was once they once they they broke it open and and people were putting you know their entire yeah. NES catalog on it. Then it, it it became popular for a different reason <laughs> other than yep. Sony's yep. own games. But I, <laughs> I, but I think I, the Xbox thing. Yeah, I think uh, shout out to Enrique and he had he had a brap uh, rant about this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a day ago or two days ago. And yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. Like you have to, and you have to look at followers too. Whether you're a hater or not, 
I mean, if you have, you know, 50,000 subs, you want to get something into their hands so that they can have an opinion. And again, it, and it's about giving it to people who, you know, if they've been hard on you, mm-hmm. they've been at least fair, at least fair. And, and if they're out there and just said, you know, championing Sony, championing Nintendo, and just like shooting down everything that comes out, then you don't want to give it to that person because it's just going to be, it's just, it's just going to be negativity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know Dreamcast guy said something specific about this, how people spend more time hating on someone else's love of something rather than oh. just enjoying, enjoying yeah, their own thing. And, that and yeah, that is mm-hmm. that. I mean, and that's just the truth of the internet. But the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, you have to get into somebody's hands who've, who've been critical of your product, but you know, it's still going to be fairly objective when they get it into their hands. And again, if you're confident in it, you should see some positive results in that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, people who I, you don't, <laughs> Listen, you're gonna buy it. You're gonna love it. Don't get mad at the fact that they didn't give you one. It's that's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It's business. It's business. <laughs> it's business and I'm gonna always, it, you know, when it comes to business, you could, the business decision, the right decision, is to give it to the people that can get the most opinions mm-hmm. about it out. Facts. We're gonna wrap this thing up again. Thanks for everyone for sticking around. Apologies on that late start, but shout out the Lord Dreamcast guy, man, for coming through. You know what I'm saying? To the yes. Iron Lords podcast roundtable. Huge fan, seriously, man. Huge seriously, fan. my pleasure. You guys have been freaking awesome. This has been a freaking blast. Seriously, thank you. And thank you to chat. Y'all have been awesome providing cool questions, cool feedback. Y'all helped it uh stay popping. This was so fun. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, man. Absolutely. You're always welcome back. We're going to wrap this thing up real quick, but um, just two couple things before we, we got to pay the bills also. So um, just real quick, the new poll this week will be up on Iron Lord's podcast Twitter a little later. Um, we're going to have the, uh, it's going to be the Murderer's Row October poll. So which combination of the Murderer's Row do we think finishes one and two in October's NPD? Mm-hmm. Choices yeah. will be <laughs> Mario and Assassin's Creed. Mario and Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein and Assassin's Creed. So again, it could be, like I said, they don't have to necessarily finish one and two respectively in the MPD, but which combination of the three together finish higher? That, that's pretty much what the question is. So make mm-hmm. sure you guys uh, rock the vote. That's the question. Those are the choices. Rock the vote. Hit the ILP Twitter polls. And uh, real quick, we just uh, pay the bills right quick. Shout out to Plantronics. Um, like Lord King said, man, um, Definitely trying to champion these products. I mean, they sent us these uh, the Dolby the, the rigs, the Dolby Atmos rigs. Great series. We're gonna try to come up with some reviews for that very soon. We're gonna get uh, Lord Atticus missing in, involved with that with Lord King. You guys have that premium 800. Oh, the 800 XL. Ooh, LX. Lord what are you rocking? What are you rocking? The LX, the same thing. Yeah, okay, you gotta I, I'll, I'll do my 100X <laughs> budget review. <laughs> I'll put that out for the people who, you know, on a budget, you know, they're just trying to get a little quick headset. Good. But um, yeah, shout out to Plantronics, man. High quality, great sound, Dolby Atmos, y'all. You know, I know a lot of people say software, that's cool, but it, it's really, it really sounds great. So, um, yeah, just want to wrap this thing up. We're gonna do our outro. So, uh, Lord Dreamcast, again, thank you for coming through. Absolute pleasure. Where can the fine people find you, and what do you have cooking up for us to keep dreaming about? 
All right, so uh, just find me at youtube.com slash dreamcastguy. Tomorrow is going to be a heck of a doozy. Tomorrow morning I'm having my Mario Odyssey review going up probably around 9 a.m. Uh, really excited, really kind of get that out there. Teaser, it's freaking amazing. Uh, and then I'm actually spending the rest of today working on a big Assassin's Creed video, which should be available tomorrow mm -hmm. afternoon. So it is going to be a double upload of epic impressions. Uh, and then Tuesday nice. I'm actually doing, I, I as a kid... Totally true story. I had a haunted game console as a kid, uh, so I'm going to tell the story of that for Halloween. <laughs> wow, that's dope. I got to check that. I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm hyped. And that Assassin's Creed. It sounds like the Xbox One. It's constantly turning on by itself. In fact, actually, when I was talking earlier, it did exactly that. You have your connect hooked up to it? No. It just, it just turns out it's like, you're speaking yeah. of me again unfairly, Michael. <laughs> Shall we well, you play got... a game? <laughs> Shout out to Lil Swatch cat in Texas, because his cat is possessed. I, I, I'm blaming your cat, man. Your no. cat always does something crazy during our gaming sessions. No, actually, he's pretty funny. If we ever turn on the PS4, he'll walk up and turn it off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to one, the cat. Biasness. <laughs> Xbox One, he tends to actually turn it on and then leave it on. I think he likes the white light. And then my PC, oh. I, I was uh. saying in chat earlier, he, he kept trying to turn it off because the power button is lit up with a red ring. And he'll sit oh. there and, and smack it and try to turn it off. No doubt. Shout out to the cat with good taste. No doubt. Let's do these outros. <laughs> Let's solve. Where can the fine people find you? Oh yeah! First of all, big shout out to Dreamcast guy for coming through, man. Like honestly, you're a man after our own heart because you know most oh, of us yeah. here on the podcast we're '80s and '90s kids, so it's great to have mm -hmm. people on that sort of parallel our experiences. And um, yeah, in that regard, you're living the dream because I wish I could go play t Assassin's Creed today for ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, man. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, and then the five people could find me on Twitter at Lord Savile P and BX Sovereign on, PX, on PSN and Xbox Live. Uh, salute the Lord Sovereign for being online. His profile was online this week, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Miraculously>. <laughs> it was all. It was all. So that switch. Lord King, where can the five people find you? Well, I like to give a shout out to Lord Dreamcast guy. Listen, man. Uh, 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 wisdom tooth didn't keep me away from the stitches in the mouth. I'm talking like it's fantastic. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything different. Um, uh, heroin <laughs> experience, but I'm here. I'm coherent. I'm 100% ready to get it in because nothing was keeping me away from this guy. I swear. Um, Watch your stuff. Uh, I love your stuff. I love your reviews. And uh, being neutral isn't bad, uh, but you have good opinions on a lot of stuff. So, uh, you know, to hell with it. It works. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that other great stuff. But I would like to say next week, it's going to be a great week in combat sports. People, please tune in. We have our American fighters going at it on Showtime. If you have Hulu, watch it on Hulu Live. It's fantastic. And we also have uh, UFC. UFC, I would like uh, Lord Cognito just to give you a tidbit of what's going on in the UFC. I know what's going on, but he knows better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big fight, y'all. It's going to be uh, George St. Pierre, and um, it's going to be Michael Bisming with the mouth. Madison Square Garden. The, the showcase is going to be spectacular. Great undercard as well, but that's the main card. And uh, I, I'll chime in on the when the Lord of Combat Sports does his intro. I'll chime in on that as well. I know Saul will chime in as well. So that'll be fun. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, Lord Swat, one of the original mm -hmm. Iron Lords. Always a pleasure to have you back on, man. Where yeah, can the five people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SWAT Force 5. I'm, uh, 
you know, I'm not really, I haven't really been on, uh, was it Twitch? Yeah, I haven't really been on Twitch too much lately. Uh, just kind of been a little busy with uh, work and all that. But you can find me on, on Twitch at Bullet Train. Okay. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, like I said, we're we'll coming for you for more uh, PC updates down the road. Shout out to the Apple Twitter that was asking for requesting Lost while he was he was hot out here. They're like, is is he gonna talk PC? I'm like, I got him. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. You know. So that's good. Of course, it's Lord Cognito here spreading that gaming realness on the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So uh, again, like I said, please hit that like, that subscribe to ILP and all the Inner Circle Network media outlets. If you missed Tick Podcast last night, they had a great section on Azure. You know, the whole thing with PUBG. Great topics, Cal, Anchorman, B-Money, the trifecta, the trio. Make sure you guys hit them up. And then, obviously, our brother podcast, will Multiverse, they'll be up on Monday nights at 8 p.m. We've got great contact here at Tick, the amazing Tick GM Patreon. Links in the description. All the support really helped. Yo, chat was lit, y'all. Thank you very much for the chat. Chat was lit. I've seen a lot of new faces interacted. It was really, really cool. And thanks for rocking with us. So on that note, we're going to end the show, and we're out of here. Peace.